When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. are listening to She Speaks Bravo. I'm Emily, and I have been using Bravo as an antidote to all of my problems for the last mm, 15 years. Needless to say, I'm an absolute mess. Tune in if you're interested in recaps, gossip, latest news, and overanalyzation of all our favorite Bravo shows. I also touch on other reality television and occasionally get into some scripted stuff. If you like what you hear, please rate me five stars. Leave a nice review. And also, if you really love it, subscribe. Oh, that would be amazing. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Hello, listeners. Weekly panel is back this time. We don't have to do another rushed job. And by the way, listeners, as soon as we finished that rushed recording from last week, I was out the door, literally like I turned the door, opened the door to run to my car. And I got a call from my work thing and they were like, oh, we just pushed it to 11. And I, I was like, okay, that's fine. Totally fine. That's totally fine. I was so upset. But anyway, I'm back. I'm back with with my weekly panel. I have Ooh, Curtis. Really? I have Curtis. Hey, Curtis. Hey, now. I have Pia. Hello. <laughs> and so as you guys probably know, I did not do Candy and the Gang last week. So we're going to just kind of combine two weeks into one and of course, we'll do Summer House. So we're just going to get right into it because we already talk too much as it is. <laughs> All right. Um, we have so we have two separate things going on at the top. We have Shandrika and Dom meeting for their little dinner. Mm-hmm. And then we have Torin, Patrick and Brandon. Where are they meeting? Where is this location? Yeah, I was wondering. I was curious I'm, about that. Too. Oh, think, shit. None of us know. <laughs> I, think maybe, I think maybe it's Brandon's because he was the one pouring the liquor. So I'm assuming it was Brandon's place. And Torin Brandon- came. I am Brandon, darked out by that weird location. Brandon looks like he lives in a storage unit, though. So I don't think it was Brandon's. Because remember when Brandon and Dom hung out oh, in his yeah. basement or wherever? Or does, or does he have just like a two-story yeah, weird what, location? Then why just, would you take your girl in the dusty basement? Is and, that where his bedroom is? He has a, I'm darked out by If that is his home, I am darked out. I, I feel like I he lives I, with his parents. I think that that was his house because he just seemed so comfortable there and like, oh, what, what do you guys want to drink? Like, like, it's not like, where else would it be? It's somewhere True. that it's his space, I feel because like. Because he, you're right. He was pouring. I'm, the whole thing was really creeping me out. Like if I woke up in that home, I would be like, get me out of here. <laughs> it did look kind of like the red, the dark. It was. It, it also kind of did look like something that he would have, <laughs> like, like, like. The red walls, like it just seems like a boy who doesn't know how to decorate. Like, I like red. Like, I'm gonna put it all over my wall. Totally. I need the question answered of what space were they in when he took Dominique to hang out at? Cause they were, it, it, 
and that very was like, industrial. And that was like the the blue white yeah. area, and like upstairs yeah. is like the red area. And we watched them walk in that time, and they walked in from like some side door. And it's like and it has like bars on it. Like you know what? <laughs> so I need to know. There's a contrast there. I think and- the world may never know. So Brandon tells the boys about them getting caught on camera. <laughs> Torin is really is a character though talking about that. Like Torin is like, "Oh, you didn't know about that camera in there?" He's like, "Oh, you didn't know about that camera in there?" Like he immediately knows <laughs> when Brandon's like, "Yeah, I didn't know about that camera." He's like, "Oh, oh shit. Like if you don't know about a camera that's in a an office, that's a sweet spot. That's a sweet spot. That's well, sad." I the, I'm glad that they address that because I was thinking about like, "You're a manager, why don't you know where How do all you of the not cameras know about a camera? are? That I don't think he pays literally attention. Just like how we see him on screen, like in the restaurant, just like walking around, doing whatever. He, they could be installing whatever they wanted in that restaurant. He is and so that, stupid. He didn't know the trays were there. The tray holders, he didn't know those were there for like we're still, We're still mad at that. Because <laughs> yeah, we needed those tray holders. He's, he's not <laughs> good at his five. job. No. And so it is job. But at the same time that we have Shandrika telling Dom about how she had been invest interrogating everyone the week before. And so this was from last (laughs) week. We didn't get to talk about this on the pod. One of the funniest things in the world is Shandrika going around and interrogating the suspects (laughs) (laughs) from who told Candy and Todd about her saying they don't give a fuck about the restaurant production, just letting her go from person to person being like, "Mm -hmm, so Candy and Todd found out that I said they don't give a fuck about the restaurant. Richard, he's like, no, I didn't say that. The other <laughs> server's like, I didn't say that. And then she goes to tell Don Juan. Don Juan's like, I said it. She's like, what? And then oh, he I sh- loved that moment. He <laughs> shows her the footage and she has won me over in every possible way because then in her confessional, she goes, I'm my own snitch. <laughs> <laughs> And then I thought Don Juan, because he got so activated. I'm like, uh oh, we're seeing like old Don Juan. Like he's about to get all like super crazy. But then he just goes, all right, let me get back to work so you guys don't say I didn't do anything today. And just like throws his hands up in the air and then they walk off. Don Juan has just been getting so freaking hot to me. Like every episode, I'm like growing more and more attracted to this man. Don Juan. Please uh, slide into my DMs, <laughs> Curtis. Two yeah. says not read because yeah, you're doing something right, baby. You are doing something right. <laughs> that was too good. But so then, Brandon, Brandon, oh. he last week, last week oh, when Lord. Philip, Don Juan, and Brandon sit down, they're like, okay, so we saw you guys on the camera and are you guys in a whole relationship and they offer him this whole moment they're like here we go philip is like i was i am you know presenting you as a possible you know gm candidate and here's your opportunity to do the right thing and brandon goes okay so uh we're gonna send dominique somewhere else I that was floored. I was like, you are a disrespectful ass motherfucker. You like so so Dom's leaving, right? For one, how are you just gonna volunteer this woman out the damn restaurant? And for two, you are exactly what they said. You are the manager, so and you created this situation for her. You're her superior. You're her um 
whatever the schmuck and you go i'm sorry that was a, that I, I was like you're an amateur asshole for that you are not a manager then you are not manager no. material no. no and also it's just like if you have the relationship and you're the superior you have to be the one to leave the property like if you want to like it's, you have to you basic. can't like you like he does not have and you're a man too with the superiority so it's already another power dynamic on top of there's two power dynamics there's the man woman situation on top of being the manager and you're a man manager if that makes sense and don juan's face don juan was like floored like he was like (laughs) whoa um but i uh and he was kind of hoping that brandon would see how flummoxed he was like he was like no idea that that he was was like like, i don't i still am not getting it and then (laughs) so don wants like from an hr standpoint um you're she's the hourly staff and you see, we can't, if I were to send her, you're still not seeing it. Brandon's still like, I'm not following. Did he go through any type of uh, training program? That is what <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm like, has he sat down at an HR seminar? Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's not qualified. He could like, I feel like. Unless he just didn't pay attention. I feel like Todd, seminar. I feel like Todd is right. Like he, he, like one of them has to go. And I think honestly, All it right, should be branded. I think it should be Bye. Brandon. It should be Brandon yeah. because he just is not he first of all, just watching him this entire episode, all the episodes really, he's not stepping up. All he all it seems like he wants to do is come into work, sit at the bar, get free food, uh, tell people kind of what to do and hope it works out. And then that's he just it. wants a bigger paycheck. And, and not to but do that's anything. not even Literally. a bigger it's, it's not even really a bigger paycheck. Well, he like, wants man, the GM job. Oh, well then he's not really like I don't does he? Like, yeah right what did, how how do you want the job what are you doing so indifferent about it like he like he i mean i feel like he wants a job because it just doesn't well, seem like he's like actually putting in any type of effort to to want to aspire to be a gm it does i don't see it because in the very next scene philip goes into olg and he's like there's all these different things coming up like someone's like we need more glassware and then there's like a a flood behind the bar oh my god emily i swear to god when i saw when i saw philip and don juan cleaning on their hands and knees and knees cleaning the the bar and and then you know dominica chandrika literally she has to go up to Brandon and say, hey, they need you over there. And he's like, who said that? Who needs me? And then just walks away and pretends like he's has some important text message for the business on his phone and walks away into another room so he doesn't have to see them doing it because it would be awkward to just be in a room while two people who are actually above you are doing the work. What? I, I don't understand how you can go through your whole shift not like doing any work. Like I get maybe having one bad day where like you're off for like an hour and you really don't feel like doing anything, but your whole shift, every shift. Uh, you know what I, but guys, I think that we should nominate Shantrika for the GM position because uh-huh. she, because honestly, I, to be honest, I've seen her delegate do more things than Brandon and she's not getting paid nearly as much or getting any of the perks or benefits. I'm sorry. I think Shandrika should be in the running for GM. And I think that that's what one of the reasons why she's frustrated because I think she can do more. She, she was on a live uh, with uh, my girl Namade. And she said that she does not want to be a manager because she is an entrepreneur. Okay. And she does not want to dedicate her whole life to OLG. That makes sense. And you know how that, and it's no. these, 
you know, we all know. You know what? And I'm happy for her because uh, being in hospitality, especially the the higher you climb on the ladder, the more responsibility, the more annoying it gets. So, you and know, she I, said they it, abuse and, you. and she and she said it all perfect. She was like, they you know, then they're calling you at all hours of the <sighs> night. She's like, they're calling you in the morning. Someone forgot to open. Now you have to get up and now you have to go in. And I was like, all of those things have literally happened to me when I was managing. I right. Yeah. Save yourself, girl. Yeah, I've seen Don't you. I've seen other it. friends of mine who have had management positions and like the hundreds, hundreds of text messages that these that, that managers, just managers, like imagine if you're like a GM and, and a manager. Imagine if you're a GM and it's a global company. So you have to be up at random times of the mm. hour, like the day because it's of time differences. Like it's a, it's literally an on call job and I, I would not want to do it. Yeah. So she has her own businesses that she's working on, but that is what made me see the difference in her work ethic because uh-huh. she can see what it takes to run a business. Yeah. But that she's like, but I'm not going to be that person here because this isn't my business. Love not it. Not my business, not my payroll, not my yeah. business. But, uh-huh. but Philip, like, Philip has come so far. Like, he wants Brandon to succeed. He's like, he, 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 he walks in and he says, he says, Brandon is very reliable. Mm. But mm-hmm. what he's going to do when he gets there, he's like, what are you actually doing to manage operations? And I said, that's exactly it. Like he shows like, up, he opens the door, but he, I, I mean, when they were wet back in, I, that was when I was like, fire him, fire him right now on the spot, fire him. I, I was not. So, so mad about that scene. Fire his ass. <laughs> was so so Emily, off. as a post manager, would you want an employee that is late all the time but kills their shifts or an employee that is reliable like Brandon but does not kill their shifts? Actually does the opposite. How late? <laughs> like 10 like 10 minutes late 10, like we'll con- be 10 to 20 10 late. to 20 I minutes late I take late yeah because absolutely I take late absolutely. I I definitely yeah. think I mean I'm getting much better because you know I'm I'm growing as a person and what I what if even 45 I, minutes like no that's 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 that, like a that, no that, show that's 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 stupid yeah. that's dumb that's 45 yeah. minutes is ridiculous 10 that's minutes like a no show 10 minutes it's just like you just mismanage your like time and traffic but that like that's still bad and I will say I'm 100% guilty of doing this for years but the thing is like I would step on the floor and I wouldn't stop moving and so that's mm-hmm. what I feel like I was valued in that way but I'm growing because you know what we should be on time guys we're adults let's be on time <laughs> listeners I just took a brief pause you're gonna notice a vast difference in Curtis's audio Curtis say something Hey y'all, she's back. Ooh, do you hear uh, that? Y'all, it's week three and we're still working out the kinks, but <laughs> uh, I realized as Curtis was talking, he, he has a microphone. We got, he has a microphone and he was moving it away from his mouth, but I was like, I'm not noticing any difference in when he moves it away versus back. And then I said, let's check something. Wow. Emily, like good freaking call. Doesn't <laughs> it sound so much better for you? It does. It sounds Please. like a sexy radio boy. <laughs> All right. So now we've established we've established that we hate Brandon. And it's only gonna get worse for Brandon. <laughs> Wait, I, I didn't like know. I 
I like how we're just like, we hate Brandon. Moving no, on. No, 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 no. I like Brandon, but he is a goddamn idiot. No, He's- I fucking hate Brandon. I want him fired. I want him gone. Okay, okay. I- I'll say this. I, I, he needs to go. But I I like him as, uh, I can't even say, now that I'm reviewing everything in my head, I'm like, I don't even know if I like you as a person, just because we'll get to No, why. because then, remember like, how he, like, showed up? He showed up at Dom Unique's rehearsal. Now, maybe that was yeah, staged for yes. camera, but, like, I could, I have a feeling it actually wasn't, because I, I, I don't think they were, it was. I don't think they were really just trying to get a shot of Dom Unique, like, in rehearsal, because they've done that a bunch. And he was like, let me walk in to the rehearsal. And she was like, what and she you, literally said this is a closed set. And that rehearsal. was like a no-no. Like, I have been and, a dancer and you don't yeah. do that. And I, yeah. And like in theater and stuff like that, like to have someone come into your closed rehearsal so unprofessional. And and it just it, there's a lot of things building for me with Brandon and his selfishness. I'm realizing and even like when it comes mm-hmm. to his partner, like throwing Dom, Dominique under the bus for like, Oh, she can move to the next location without even speaking to her instead of being like the person like, Hey, I will move or I'll talk to her. He's right. decide, and, we'll, 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 and we'll decide together. And then you just go bombard her at her rehearsal. This is her passion. This is what she really wants to pursue and what she wants to do. Like that's disrespectful on so many levels. And then like, and I there's don't a know. one more thing that we haven't gotten to yet. I'm sure we'll get to. Well, yeah. At the that- party, at the party. Yeah, so like that that's what I reviewed and I'm like, okay, collectively you're right. He's actually not great of a person like yeah. professionally or personally. I just don't think I don't I just don't think he it's not even like I don't think he's a great person. I just don't think his maturity level is there. He can yeah. his inability to make decisions and be definitive in his actions is it's it's seeping through everything in his yeah, life. Yeah, I think that he needs a lot more growth, and I don't think he's ready for management position. I don't think he's ready for a relationship. How old is he? He's right thirty-two, now? but he's, he's thirty. Yeah, he, he said he, they said oh, it in wow. the episode. He's thirty-two, and I think that. But that is, some people are <laughs> face, are, y'all. If you could have seen her face, I mean, he. But the thing is, I bet you he does like what Curtis said earlier. I bet you he does still live with his parents, and he's probably super coddled. And I don't know. He feels very coddled. The Bake Off. The OLG Bake Off. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Yes. I've loved and lived for this. The one. I want more of them. I, okay. (laughs) Me too. Here's, okay. So from going back to, go back to two weeks ago. So I'm going to go on a little rant. Allow me this moment, please. Because now you see for a while I wanted to. I I had like business plans drawn up for like a consulting business I wanted to run to help restaurants like revamp and do their shit. And so here's what I would do for OLG and for, Mm. and for the whole like candy and the gang, the whole company get these like jarred sauces and desserts and things that they can mass produce and like sell and make money on get that retail business up and running, take those profits and put it into re doing and rebuilding that kitchen that appalling disgusting kitchen they have in olg because when they were in that kitchen last week when i thought i was gonna hate todd i was actually like okay no actually melvin you are not running a kitchen as much as i understood i as much as i understood what melvin was saying when he said the fry station gets overwhelmed because it's true when you have when your entire menu is a fried food state is a fried fruit food thing 
you are going to go down when every order comes in and it's all fried food. Well, what does that tell me? How many years in are you guys? Get another fucking fried food station. Pay money to put another fried food station in. That's how you handle the volume. Because you clearly don't need whatever other stations you have because they're not being utilized because the other people are just standing there watching the fried food station go down. Instead, Todd is in there seeing that there needs to be better systems and just telling them there needs to be better systems. But then he leaves and doesn't actually put any money into fixing the problems. And I get he's a cheapskate because he won't get a generator because it's expensive and it's going to cost him money and like time. Take the money that you're going to get when you finally, because what he really should have done, honestly, was just do retail shit. He should have just taken the OLG's concept brand and just done sauces and desserts and things, because that's easy. He could have taken the concept and not done restaurants. Restaurants are hard and they're notoriously low profit margins. Emily, I think that is beyond brilliant. What you just said. That is so brilliant mass production of the olg original recipes and you can just be put into whole foods like Burgers, anything you need walmart whatever you can do i mean patty labelle doing it you can do do direct to consumers you can have a website like all of it oh my god done and done it would run itself. I would actually buy it because I do want to have the OLG experience, but I'm not flying to Atlanta to go to the hood for it. Like, do you see how much we would? We I want it now. Like I want to try. I want to try their desserts. I want to try their sauces. I want to try, try all of it. I want to try. I, I want to try all of it. I want to try theirs because the issue is is the quality, and they're not consistent with their quality. And they need to have good quality control. And, but I mean, that would help with your your business plan if they it was more in a more controlled environment. It exactly. would be it, it would taste the same every time. And then the OLGs would just have to go down to like the you know the warehouse that they're manufacturing, it and they could be tasting the batched product to make sure that the recipe tastes right. And then boom, 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 they're manufacturing it and they're shipping it out and they're selling it. And so he could take those profits since they already have this functioning restaurant that's barely functioning and redo that kitchen because and, that kitchen is disgusting. And then, well, here, with, Emily, and, then th- and then they could do pop ups like if they wanted to, if, like they like instead of having to have a full like like three three hundred and sixty five days. Is that how many days in a year? Yep. A, a restaurant like they could do pop ups. They could do they could do food trucks like at festivals. Like they could do random things. Well, this of, is the problem. Or in that, addition to, I don't yeah, want them to. Yeah. I don't want them to close OLG because I want them all to have their jobs. Well, yeah, now, but like initially, but what initially. They, the problem is is that because that would you're what you're saying emily is would be the perfect like get rich quick scheme which is what todd like yes. really goes for because they would get popular super quick but this is the issue there's no clout that comes with mass production exactly and todd is a fucking clout chaser he wants the recognition he wants to be able his, to walk into his own restaurant yes and he wants people to say like todd owns that restaurant that successful restaurant you know what i mean but and the, there's no clout no, with but it. the thing is that he, he the, the there isn't and there is clout with it. It just wouldn't have been automatic. It wouldn't yeah. just be right there. If they had built up. But the thing is, they've been in, in the restaurant business now for like six plus years at this point, like with all the other restaurants. Like if they had just built their brand by this point, they could be like a household name. Like people like could be like, oh, like wearing their like. They wouldn't swag, associate sw- Todd with that, though. They would. That would be right. more he, candy. He, and I, OLG do see, I do see what you're that saying. That wouldn't be. 
Yeah. However, now we have the restaurants. Fine. But let's get those damn OLG products up and running. Yes. They need that. Use the profits to fix that kitchen. Because my problem with the, the scene in the kitchen was I absolutely agreed with Todd. Melvin was not running that kitchen. That kitchen was messy it wasn't like you can the expoing was messy of course everything wasn't functioning right it was meant to look chaotic because it was for cameras and that was the whole point i get it but it, it you cannot you cannot allow melvin to be functioning in a place that's going to continuously go down every single service right because it's not built to handle the volume and then be like, Melvin, you're not managing it properly. If yeah. you're not going to give him the pro- like the proper system well, to work in, the, and that's, that's what Todd, I'm saying. That's not that's a Todd's thing. mo. That's, that's t- not that a is, fair assessment, t- too, because it's like I don't know how much experience Melvin actually no. has, literally running a kitchen. So you only know what you know. You well, know what but, I mean? I, so I also, they're not giving him tools or resources. That, I think that's what Emily's saying. Like Todd, like. Okay, like how is Melvin supposed to succeed if he doesn't have the tools to succeed? But Todd is so not willing to put the money into redoing things or getting the things that they need. He just, I think Todd, what he wants is Melvin to just figure out how to run the kitchen in the conditions that he's giving him. And I don't think that's very fair. You want him to hop on YouTube, girl? Like that's not how you do it. Like you need someone like Emily to come in, even though Emily's not like the queen of a kitchen, but like someone who has that experience to come in for a month or to show them the ropes and then let melvin just take the rest but if you you can't perform what you, you d- literally you don't know what you don't know and it's not fair to melvin yeah. who is trying his best clearly and when you come in and like the problem is when you come in and have to run a service when like when that's your job to come in and actually get a service together yeah you're in the weeds like you mm-hmm. come in and you're like oh, you're trying to breathe you're trying to breathe you're trying to breathe you're drowning you're drowning you're drowning and then service is over and you're like i'm going home I'm tired. And you're not waking up until the next shift the next day. And so you're never going to get ahead. So Todd needs to take some profits from some other, some other revenue, whatever, wherever that is coming from and put it towards getting another consultant that can come in and help Melvin. Yeah. And rebuild the kitchen. Like they need another fry station. 100%. They need to build out another fry station. I I agree. I, I, as soon as you said that, Emily, that made complete sense. I, they have to redo the kitchen. That is the only way. Like, Melvin can be the best, but if he does not have the tools, he cannot succeed. And the like, whole point is fried food. I get it. That's mm-hmm. what they deserve. So you're going to give them one fried station? And get, a, da- and get, is, a, and get like, a damn generator. I don't know <laughs> how much generator. money it takes, but I don't think it would take that much money to do what we're what you're saying, Emily. I just don't think like what a hundred grand yeah. it, and that little hundred grand, two hundred fifty grand, whatever that would extend you for so much, so and much money. All all restaurants, and this is why the profit margin is so shitty for restaurants. Is there's always new expenses. That's why yeah. it's so difficult because there's always something popping up, and you feel like you're constantly putting money in and not getting enough money back. That is just why restaurants. When people think it's so sexy to open a restaurant, I'm like, oh, good luck. Are you are you kidding me? It's the worst. It's so hard. So like Todd is in that place where he feels probably like so in debt with with this OLG location that he's like, just make it work. And he's doing that typical shitty owner thing where I'm like, okay, now you got to stop playing that game. Yeah. Buckle Mm -hmm. down, put some money into it. Stop complaining at it because 
walking into that kitchen was eye opening. I thought I was going to just be like, Melvin's working his ass off. Stop, stop getting on him. But I actually was like, Melvin is not equipped to run this restaurant. He's not, he's not, he's, he's just not. No, he's not experienced enough because this is a rinky dink looking kitchen. Yeah. The whole place looks rinky. dink. It does. The whole place. I'm sorry. The more and more I watch this (laughs) show, I don't even know how they are still in business. Like, license wise like what is their rating i agree it's a b yeah that makes sense it's not an a it can't be it's just i just wouldn't i don't want to eat there i don't think it's sanitary (laughs) i'm I'm, like even that just that standing water behind the bar if if the health inspector has walked in you're getting you're failing and they're going to come back the next day and it better be fixed. Cause like if you, if the health inspector walks in and there's standing water behind where there is our drink preparation. Oh, gross. you're fucked. So gross. Just disgusting to me. And I, I hate, I know we keep harping on this generator thing, but like, I just, th- <laughs> it just I blows just, my mind. It just, it, I just, I just think about it and just seeing how Todd is penny pension. Uh, yeah, penny, penny pinching. And I just don't think that like when that generator went out that they were even checking to make sure food was like still good. Like I feel like they're no, like, remember mostly- Melvin, Melvin was just sitting down. Oh God. Philip came out and was like, Melvin, you want to like go in the kitchen? And he was like, I mean, I can't cook anything. So <laughs> no, no, dude, you're the, you're, you're like the, sh- like the head, the head chef, chef of all of the locations. So you should be panicking and you should be like instructing the kitchen staff on like icing down everything. I don't know. I don't know exactly what to do. That's not my wheelhouse. It's not my department, but you should be knowing what to do. All I know is you should be looking active. Like, yeah, proactive. not sitting down. <laughs> I just Some recently, I just recently had to do that stupid serve safe thing. And for people who are, don't know what that is, anybody who works in a restaurant I just has did to do it this. Too, uh, yeah, it has night. to do. It has to do a serve safe, and it's hours long, and you have to take a test, and it just teaches you things like meat temperatures and like the like pretty much like how to not kill people in a restaurant like with food and i was just the whole time i was just like thinking of all the slides in my head and i was like that meat that meat is going down that meat temp is going down (laughs) it has to be at this level so many rules go into it like when the health inspector comes in i'm telling you there have got there's got to be a health inspector watching this show going um i want to know how many people have gotten sick from it like if you've gotten sick from olgs and listening please let us know i swear (laughs) i'm not i I, like do do you think that they pay people off like you know how like some restaurants will like pay off health inspectors for better i worked i worked at one yeah like i'm like i kind of like just that sound seems like a payer off yeah because it's just oh he's such a like slimy guy yeah oh god i can see it because it's just like i'm just seeing all of these things like there is no way that a health inspector has come in there and just been like you're good to go (laughs) i can see todd trying to slide him money and the health inspector being like what the hell are you doing dude totally because he's (laughs) like everybody can be bought off it's like no (laughs) no that's not how no. this works, babe. People and also, blind. you've and like you've done it like six times already. This is like a problem. <laughs> this is like someone was at the hospital last week. Yeah, you. yeah. It's, gonna, it's 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 coming to a point where people are like, I'm not going to jail for you. Like, if somebody actually dies yeah. from salmonella poisoning, I'm not going down for you because you gave me a hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's like fifty dollars. It's not even a good payoff. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel the like the price Todd is going was, up. 
Yeah, I feel like Todd would like up. really start low. Like, we're like, what is this money? It's like a twenty. He's <laughs> Go like, get yourself yeah. a happy meal. He's a, <laughs> it's he's he's like it starts at a five, and he's like, you drive a hard bargain, a ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like one of those SNL skits. <laughs> I can real life see him doing. I I actually can. I'm because he is cheap. You can feel he's so cheap. I feel so it. Cheap. I feel it. All right. So to the Bake Off, though the good the goods amazing side. Okay, Patrick. I have come around so much on him. Like he is one of those people that's so dangerous because he can get away with murder. He smooth talks his way around everything. Like the way he was calling everybody up and setting up the whether production made him or not. Like he is a smooth talker. So he gets he, the, he convinces all the aunties to get together. Um, and Todd has the nerve in his confessional to say that mama Joyce's pound cake is out of the box. I know that was so rude. I was like, <laughs> that was I, so shady. I, I had to rewind that moment. I was like, did he just say that? I thought, Oh no. Like, does he want to die? That's I know. That's a real like for an, Oh, you're talking about her fucking cake and you're telling her secret that it's out of the, I can't like I okay fine that's you, your life I, I would love to know Mama Joyce's response when she saw that like, I can only you know imagine it was, ex- it was explosive I feel like she showed up at the house like she didn't text she, <laughs> she didn't pulled call. up <laughs> she did pull up no no pop- warning <laughs> she fucking pulled up because that was actually very disrespectful like, like you, you don't, don't ever say that looking like that. What? especially when she when he's pretty much saying like all the other sisters they cook from scratch she cooks from out of the box like the like whoa like, it's like don't like, you oh. already i mean there's no love lost there um not so at all melvin and this is the thing about melvin is i get why they are so protective of melvin because he's their baby he's their big lovable baby mm-hmm. and he's like i'm team bertha best cook in america that lady can do no wrong in my eyes and i'm like Okay, never mind. Melvin can stay forever and he can do no like I he melted loves, too. He loves his grandma so much. He yeah. Does. I, I, he does. Like, uh, it's but then, so cute. But then it's so cute because of course then Melvin and Patrick both vote for Bertha and it pisses Nora off. <laughs> She's like, I think that the grandsons shouldn't be voting because Bertha burnt <laughs> her cake and she should not have gotten their vote. No, Patrick didn't vote for his grandma though. Nora, huh? He no, did. She, he did. No, she only they had all, one. No, they all. She only had one vote. Like, look back. Vote? He voted. Oh, he voted for his. He did, voted for the uh, the pineapple. Mama one. Joyce. No, the other one. Nora. Yeah, he did. I because I was shocked. I was like, eh. so then Nora was just mad that <laughs> just Melvin vote that yeah. anyone voted when, when for she, her. Nora when, is just when, a true comp- competitor, baby. Let me tell you like that. That whole scene, like she was in the competition. Everyone else was having fun. She literally threw shade, like you said, Emily. She was like, her cake was burnt. I know. And then she also said she was like, um, Bertha. She was like, they were like, oh, Bertha's cake is so good. Mm-mm-mm. And she was like, that's not her best cake. <laughs> I know. Like, no, the, the commentary, sh- the commentary from the sisters were everything, and it was so real. That's why I want more of them because they. They can't really be produced. They no, are really no. do need more of them. <laughs> I need to why. see their relationships too. I want to see who and they I be talking to. And I do actually like seeing the relationship with like Melvin Patrick 
handy. Like the whole family. I love it. It does. Like you, I feel like we, we have to be reminded like, like Patrick and Melvin are their family and like Bertha is their grandma. Like, Mm -hmm. so. And they have (laughs) such a good chemistry. Like as family, family are not just like as human beings interacting with each other. Like their chemistry. Like their hug, like their big family hug. Yes. And also this was the moment that I realized why is Todd here? I just need to know why is he here? We the show is called Candy and the Gang. I guess why, he's he's the part of the gang. Todd here. He needs to take. He needs to go look at Ken, LVP's husband, and he needs to take that type of role. Pop in, pop out. Why we don't need you talking so much? Okay. Like what? Like he needs you, the cloud. Exactly what you said earlier. Curtis. If I was Candy, I need a husband who needs to keep his mouth shut and be seen and not fucking heard. You have way too many opinions for a Candy in the Gang show, Todd. I need you to launch the family dynamic and fall back. He doesn't. We don't need as much as him. I'm, I'm interested sorry. in when they were coming up with the title. If Todd had any like, hey, should I know my name be Candy in there? and Todd and the gang? Candy, <laughs> Candy and Todd and the gang. He's like, let's see, how can we Candy, Todd and Candy? And I like. Know? I I bet you it was a big argument about it because he's like, this is technically my restaurant. I'm the one who came up with the idea. Yeah, like, like Tucker, Tucker, the Tuckers and the game. Yeah, like what about my what about my last name? It's my legacy too. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm here. Like, I could totally see him saying all there that. Was a, there was a big debate for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so now we get Brandon and Dom talking about like how they're gonna handle it, how they're gonna handle their relationship, and he's acting like a little bitch. Yes. I fucking can't stand him. I, like he his like stupid concept of how we're going to act like we're broken up at work. It's so juvenile. What are you talking about? So dumb. So dumb. And by the way, that is possibly the most immature concept you could ever come up with because if you're in a relationship with someone, an adult relationship with someone, you're going to then go, "Okay, now don't touch me when we go into this building." And be like, it's, it's super so strange. It's super, and the thing is, it's so this, strange. This is what's irritating too about Brandon. It's like, you, oh, let's pretend like we're broken up. But as we will see later and get into, he can't even conduct himself when he's around Dom. It's like he like literally doesn't know how to be appropriate, which is it, why exactly. I can under, I is which is why I understand Todd and all of them and saying that they don't think it should be a good idea because I it's not even I don't think that two people can work to get like who are in a relationship can work. You're together. right. You're right. They, they can't, they can't. They can't. No. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to talk about Brian going to Torrance to talk about the food for the party, but we're going to really do- discuss what happened last week when Don Juan confronted him about how he's drinking mm. wine. And this was a very upsetting scene because I didn't expect Brian to get so defensive. And it was concerning. Because... I mean, that scene was very concerning because right? I saw I he was triggered and he was triggered for a reason because he, he got... knows what he's not. He knows he's not supposed to be doing that because there's there's a difference between trying to lean off of it and you drinking a bottle. Because then he say it was a bottle. It I doesn't like... matter. It's like when you start to try. He was like. I never said I was going to be sober. I never said I was going to be like that kind of sober. I never said that. I never. And I, I, I used to be drinking. It's an improvement. How about that? It's an improvement. It's like, 
no, you kind of said you were not drinking ever again and like mm-hmm. you were sober and now you've adjusted it um, and you're sneaking it in your backpack. I don't think that working at a restaurant is going to be good for his sobriety. We know how no. working at a restaurant is super stressful and there's just, it's just really hard. It smells like booze. Like you can't yeah. Boo. yeah. And if you're still in the place of where you think alcohol, like where you wish you could drink alcohol, it's it's difficult exactly like for example i stopped drinking but i don't want to drink like i don't have a craving for alcohol like i'm like ugh, i'm over it i'm done with it so i can be around people drinking no problem he's craving it he's like he he can taste it on his lips and he wants it like luann yeah. luann is over luann. there drinking fucking non-alcoholic rosé girl what are you Lu- doing luann Just is like included. she's like smelling alcohol as it passes by her <laughs> pouring it out in every sink. scene she's just like mm, oh my god it's amazing i, don't, I just don't think she was ever sober though no she was not and they all knew it they were like "Uh uh-huh Luann yeah and that's why when Luann was like trying to tell anybody to be sober they were like okay (laughs) Luann have a seat Luann um so this it was concerning I then so now I'm like on high alert so when he goes over to Torrin's house um he's drinking from a wine glass and I was like hold on and I rewound it but it was just water it was just water I had to calm myself down it was just water good call I, I, don't, I didn't peep it I don't oh. even know it's like even like drinking out of certain glasses triggering like maybe I don't know I feel like like you it's a certain mindset it honestly is like if you are okay to go on a quick little rant about alcohol alcohol there's an illusion that alcohol like gives you some sort of like sexy alternate personality that makes you better and cooler and it's just not the case like for the most part alcohol makes you sloppier and it gives you anxiety the next day because you're like wait what did i say oh absolutely Mm -hmm. oh my god wait was i weird and so it's this because commercials are like the alcohol industry has put billions upon billions of dollars into making more commercials than they ever have and all of them are like like there's this one commercial where this guy is like going around and he's like talking to his mom and then he's like helping out a homeless person. And then he's like going to the gym and it's like crown Royal. I'm like, what <laughs> literally has nothing to do. Crown Royal has nothing to do with being social, helping homeless people and going to the gym. But that's what they're, they've done this like kind of conceptual thing of like alcohol is the great unifier. And so it's worked, it's worked and it makes people think that like, it makes them better in some yeah. way. And so he's still under that guise of like, man, if I could, if I could just drink normally, it would, you know, be better. I would be for normal. Me. Yeah. Like, or, yeah. I feel like he's like, maybe if I'm just a social drinker and then like, and oh, I, also, just, I just had one at home. <laughs> I don't want to, I do not want to take away from anyone that's gone through the 12 step version of recovery because do whatever works for you. But that concept of everyone else is a normal drinker and you're the broken one. You're the mm-hmm. one who can't drink. It also adds to that. It yeah. makes people think that like, I'm, I'm the, I'm the weird one. If mm-hmm. only I could be a normie. And that's actually not true. Like, I don't look at myself like that anymore. That's what helped me just be like, I actually just don't like alcohol. Like, I don't want to drink it because I don't want to. And it's not like because I'm broken and because everything about me is wrong. Because when I drink, I fall apart. That's not your vice. That's not your vice anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of that really feeds into it and if anyone listening is interested i have a bunch of like literature that i could gear you towards that kind of takes this like mystifying 
concept of alcohol out of the equation. Hit me up, DMs, Instagram. She speaks Bravo. You probably already know that. That's why you're here. Um, but I like it helped me a lot to take a lot of this like stigma out of it. But if you are in in it like that with alcohol, which clearly Brian is, anything is going to trigger you. Anything. Yeah. yeah. So he's still in it. He's in it. He's still in it. He's he has a lot of things that are going against him. Like he was on his own. It seems like a deep, deep deep alcoholic. Um, and then and drugs and drugs. And then his sister committing suicide. There's a lot of processing there that he has to go through mentally. And and with anything that you're trying to change or add to your life, you have to be in the right mental headspace to be able to achieve it. And it's sad because like, I just don't know if this is the environment for him to be able to be healthy and to achieve those goals. He also is, I think this is like too raw for him. Like his sister killing her, killing herself and, you know, Suicide. The fact mm-hmm. last week that they actually put a suicide prevention hotline on the screen, I was like, thank you, because Bravo has a tendency to not have any concern for shit like that when they talk about really, really Deep shitty. Things. Like, oh, my God, like the domestic violence that they talk about on every episode of any Bravo show. And they're just like, oh, bye. I just don't think I don't think Bravo is concerned about anybody on their franchises. They're only concerned that they're making the money like New York to go on just a tiny tangent new york is like the prime example to me all of those women like luann's not just the only person that has a problem they're they're completely like we're watching women on pills like out of their minds like sonia dorinda all of them and ramona they, they do nothing to help them and we, and that's like part of the reason why like not only with like the their problematic rhetoric but like I'm just, like I don't know if I can watch people like literally killing themselves every week. I'm I've been done with Roni for a minute. Yeah, I, I'm definitely done with them. I don't think I'll. They would need to have a completely new cast for me to like probably watch. Like I'll, I'll watch. Always the, love I'll Sonia. Watch... like my. I'm sorry. Like yeah, I know it's a unpopular opinion, but no, I it's actually a popular me... opinion. Is it's, it? She's like the number one fan favorite. I love me some Sonia because especially like this past season when um ebony didn't really have any allies on that cast it seemed like sonia was doing the best that she could with what she knew when it came to like helping sonia articulate some of her um racial issues to the other ladies helping ebony you mean Ebony, yeah, because the other girls just weren't getting it, and Sonia was. You know, Sonia was a great ally to Ebony, and she was the only one willing to come back and work with Ebony. Everyone else said they would not work with Ebony again. I, I, I do like I, I yes, Chris. I told you I've sent you messages about this. Not like the whole casting. I remember the um party. How like the girls left the party that Ebony showed up at, which I'm like. Yeah, Ebony was on uh, Carlos King's new podcast and said that the Ebony uh, that Sonia Sonia and not Leah Sonia. That's what I said. Leah is a Leah is such a, a fake ally. ally. She's such a fake ally, and I caught it from like the she kind day of one. fooled me a bit. I, I didn't I didn't catch it day one. I I saw that she seemed a little performative the first season, but I was like, you know, sometimes people are just overly trying to be helpful and it comes off a little inauthentic. So I was giving her a pass on that. Second season from the first episode, I caught her ass. I was like, no, she doesn't. She just wants to be doing whatever the hot topic is. And uh, 
I don't like it. And especially she sh- she showed her ass with that whole once the ratings went down because we were talking about race too much, apparently she hopped on the whole bandwagon of let's isolate Ebony. And I didn't. I was like, you're a f- fucking fraud. I caught it. I caught it from oh, day one. I, okay. Well, I did not really. And if you did send me that, I didn't read it. Like that is so fucking gross. So you're all right. So it's fuck Luann. It's fuck Ramona. It's fuck that whole cast. Let's get, let's be Leah. done with it. Well, I not Sonia. I still the thing like is, Sonya. I Sorry. like I like Sonia, but she needs help. I'm she she also is spiraling. It's not going to deter me from liking her. It's not about liking. Saying let's get remove them from the cast. Like we don't need to be like watching. That's not entertainment to watch a a, a woman of that age like falling down and having mental breakdowns Ugh, like that. You. Like that's not entertainment. Because it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's like the but she same also is like comic relief. Like, but I don't find like, it funny. Well, not, not like the fuck upness, but like some of the things that she does be saying. I'm like, yes, girl. Like it's hilarious. Not her. Okay, like, Okay, you can go out. watch her then. Pia and I won't. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I love that I'm not. A, I thank you, Pia, because usually I'm the one in the minority on this one because everyone loves Sonia. I'm always, always the unpopular opinion on this. So for once, I feel powerful. Curtis, you're in the minority. Get out. It's all good. I will be that. <laughs> Believe me. In the, and for the most part, everyone loves Sonia. She was, I think it was two judgy girls. I think it was their account, that big account. They did a whole like fan favorite uh, bracket poll thing and she won. She got the number one. So you're not she alone. Does, she does need rehab, but I don't think that security. <laughs> okay. No, she does. Like, I'm not saying she don't have some pill pop up, but I don't, I don't like really deteriorate. That doesn't deteriorate me from like liking who she is as a person. And well, no, it's not, it's not about what, that. I'm thinking that she's like a good cast member because she does have like funny moments to me. Like, no, no, no. The whole I, I don't thing. think that she's a bad person necessarily. It's just, I do. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's what, that's, I'm not all, all the way there, but like, again, I'm, give me some facts and like, I will easily turn. <laughs> easily. Easily. We'll do, we'll do a bonus episode where we just drag Sonia. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I need to hear some of these things. Okay. I, I'll work. I'll, I'll put, I'll gather my, my, my research and my notes and we will, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll grab mine too. Okay, to support okay. my Sonya girl. <laughs> sure, yeah. We'll do like, a, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do. Honestly, like a I think, I, I think it just, it, I think the debate should be to sway me because I'm so right on the middle with it. Like okay. I can go either way. I really can. So I'm like, somebody, give all right, it, give it. We'll see if I can, I'll see if I have the time to put that together. Here we okay, go. Okay. All right. All okay. right. Debate squad. <laughs> I don't know why I just did that, y'all. Please excuse me. Um, My favorite. I just want to get to Summer House, honestly. <laughs> okay. Let's get through. Okay. So the housewarming. Housewarming is happening. For some fucking reason, there's no uh, seats or toilet paper. I and so I mad. am triggered by this whole experience because these poor aunties are like, we're sitting on bean bags. And first, there was a sign that said, don't sit here. I know. I was so mad about that. Emily, okay, this is where I'm going to get a little bit Jen from New Jersey on you, Jennifer. Okay. Um, I was judging that whole party. It wasn't Torrin's fault because he was brought in last minute and he did what he could do. Um. It was not that, Warren's fault. Fire's no, I know. Fault. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not his fault. He was brought in last minute. He did. He for what he had, and what the time he had. He did a really good job. I'm mad at Patrick because, like, I don't have people over my house when it's not ready. Um, I just don't believe in that. Like, don't have people come over. You don't have anywhere for them to sit. 
you don't have like I mean they had food so at least that I can give them a point for that we're literally um, not in college but like also you take the toilet paper out like you don't have you don't let people come into your house and they don't they can't use your bathroom then you don't want that then you don't have people over then you don't if you don't want people to sit on your stuff you don't want people to use your bathroom don't have them over you don't want people over you don't like to you don't like to uh, host and that's okay too but don't have uh, people over like it's just like especially was- for like the big show like like cast group activity mm-hmm. that they've been talking about for the entire season so far yeah and like it's your it just, aunties it's, and grandmas it just felt like they didn't like, really want people there and it's like you just want me to come over to like say like what like you have uh, an apartment, like you have a roof over like your head. Like your empty space. Like, like I, that's what I didn't understand. I can't. I love that his grandma called his ass out. He was yes. Like, he was like, no. Because it's just like, especially for pe- for women of that generation, it's like you don't have people coming to your house like this. Like when Mama Joyce and she he was she was being nice because it's it, it's mm, really embarrassing. They were all being nice. Yeah, like she was she whispered to him because she didn't want to embarrass yeah, him. Yeah, she was. She was so sweet. It's like you don't have any toilet paper. She was so sweet about that. She, under her breath, said very kindly, as opposed to yelling, how the hell do you not have any toilet paper in here? Yeah, like... I would have screamed from the bathroom. Uh-huh. I know. And it's just like, and it's, and it, you know why she did that? Because it is embarrassing. And it's like, I don't want to embarrass you here. Like, get your shit together. Like, put some toilet paper in there. Get more people coming over here. You're not going to let people come over here and they can't use the bathroom. It's and so then Bertha rude. was like, because he was like, I don't want nobody's number two. She's like, how you going to know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, girl. Do that courtesy flush. And, and then I think one of the other sisters, I don't know if it was his grandma or if it was Aunt Joy or uh, Aunt Nora, if she was like, if I want to take a shit in your yes. bathroom, I'm going to yep. take a shit in your bathroom. <laughs> like... We're like, we're like you not. Get, you're not going to tell me what, what to do in that bathroom. It's a bathroom. <laughs> when Candy and Todd get there, it was cute because Todd clearly knows that Brian is trying to like expose his egg roll business. And he's like, I don't know. Maybe this is my next business venture. You mean and he's like, with Candy's money? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so um, uh, but then they cut. No one really raved about those egg rolls too much. They, like they the, were like, they said I like they the, liked the buffalo, buffalo one. <laughs> And then that was it. But then Brian performed Amazing Grace. This for took me minutes. all the way out. I was like, okay, self awareness, Brian. I thought you had a little <laughs> bit more of that. <laughs> I'm like, uh oh, uh oh. And then Philip's face, like Philip comes in and they they like pan over to his face and he's like, uh, I just got here. Has this been happening the whole time? <laughs> Do you think it was really 15 minutes or do you think it was shady editing? I don't know. I feel like it was because like I so I was taking so I take notes obviously when I watch the shows. And so I'm like, Brian performs Amazing Grace and I wrote for 10 minutes, question mark. And then I'm like, delete, delete. 15 minutes? Okay, 15 minutes. I think it was 15 minutes. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it it went on that long because the amount of runs that man put into Amazing Grace. And you know, Black Wires, we can take a minute song to 15. I was like, I was like, Brian, pick one or two runs. You can't be doing runs every word. Like that's over exerting runs. Okay. Too are you far. T- like, are you tired? Is your vocal cords tired? And you can't sing, brother. I'm oh. sorry. Well, the thing is, it's not that he can't. Also, why are you singing no, Amazing sing. Grace at a party? I don't, because that's the only song he because knows. He's like, that Porsche. is not, uh-uh. You're into black know, Porsche. Have- that is just like Portia, because that's like the, like, if you think you can sing, for some reason, you sing Amazing Grace. 
because then you think you can put all these like filler fluffy it's chips true. in there. It's yeah. true. It's true. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> that is if you swear to God. It's like no, no. And as soon as it started, I was like, no, he's not doing amazing. Grace. I thought he was joking. And I really did too. Did. I thought he was kidding too. I thought he, he was gonna be like, I'm just kidding. He said on Kirk Franklin stomp. Okay, that would have really turned me up if we're going to no, do gospel. No, why do we have to do gospel at this party? It's like, a party. Like I was with, I was if with, um, what's his name? What's the cook? The the chef Melvin. Name? Melvin. I was with Melvin. Like this is not for a party. Like no, it's not. It's not. But if we was going to do it, please give me stomp. Kirk, yeah, sorry. Bad. bad, bad, bad. It was not good. So <laughs> here's where here's where I am going to talk mad shit about dom unique so brandon dom chandrika and june arrive and they leave chandrika and june there yeah on the the corner on the corner corner, which they said was for 30 minutes and okay so first you have torin who was like chandrika you have to come you have to come to see my work which is like okay you just got rehired yesterday to do this job what are you talking about granted i know production said do this scene yeah mm-hmm. they just wanted an excuse for them to go to that wig store i know i didn't touch on it but i was like you know they went to the wig store for the yeah. only purpose of having the scene where torrents like you have to come shandrika it's you have to see my my party planning skills and so they're waiting outside brandon and dom show up and they're like um they're outside and patrick actually somehow manages to not piss me off he was really funny he's like when did i say she could come Oh, uh, I was, I was, I I asked for a virgin margarita with virgin tequila and they gave me, they gave, what, I wasn't, what are you talking about? And somehow he can weasel out of anything. This He's He's really won me over. I'm sorry. He's so cute and goofy. He has this little kid goofiness to him that is charming, Pia. It's just like, it worked on me. Like, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I get it. He's everybody's cousin. and He's a goofball. And I, and I love him and I want him to not be with that mean evil evil so mean mean. no one likes her everyone in the family someone that's just literally gonna like you would think that that she would try harder to be at least like it's one thing family yeah like it's one thing if she's kind of like cold to everybody else but you can't be cold to people's family especially if if it's like a family that is a very close-knit type of family you have to try harder (laughs) and she just doesn't care like i would not have been in that party if i was her with that face on being like she can mm-hmm. stay outside like that's not a good and it's look. the way she have... said that in front of the aunt oh yeah that's not but a good it's look one, it's one thing to have resting bitch face but when the attitude that it's gonna match it yeah, yeah. we have a problem with it. yeah because it's one thing to be like oh that's just her face because that happens but when she's also just rude and lets them see she's rude and everyone in the family's like she just doesn't smile she doesn't seem happy i'm like no that isn't right and also it's just like i don't like how someone needed to say something it's like this even though this is like a cat this is like put together for production and for patrick or whatever but like this is a cast event this is a friend and family event like everyone is there and you have the nerve to say like she can't come in girl like you just entered the picture and this is literally a restaurant cast staff family event thing and you're going to exclude one person i i was really happy candy stepped in and said "Uh uh-uh did you invite her or not like 
So I need to, cause it's like, it's not like she's coming here and crashing. Like she was invited and it's super rude. So money needs to go speak to her. Like, period. But then they go down and tell her, sorry, you were invited accidentally. That wasn't right. That it I would have handled it the same way Shandrika did. I would have turned to my man and be like, let's go. Uh, let's oh, go. I, but, no, I think I think Shandrika handled it really, really well. I think that if I were like, it's not really Candy or the uh, the uh, aunt's auntie's problems, but like, I think I would have been telling Patrick, like, I really don't care what this little girl that you that you have in your house has to say. If you invited her, she's coming up because we don't do that. And honestly, though, to be fair, Shandrika's lucky she didn't go in that stupid, awful party. That party was horrible. And she's yeah. lucky she didn't go stand around that awkwardness anyway. Yeah. Because now she looks like the winner because she was a big, she was the bigger person. Just went, let's go walk away. Torin. Mm, but Dom? Dom should have left too. She should she have. She should have checked in as soon as they pulled up, checked in, been like, Shandrika and them are outside. I'm about to go grab them. Not like Shandrika and them are, no, you say, hey, Patrick, Shandrika and them are pulling up. I'm about to go get them. So it's, hey, so everyone has that chance where Safari, she gets her warning and Shandrika's coming inside. There's yeah. no, if, and then so I would have been so pissed if anyone has me stand. I get mad when my Uber has me stand outside for 30 minutes. What the fuck? And I pay for him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I felt for Shandrika in that moment. And I think that you're right, Curtis. She handled it with grace because she could have been like arguing and made a scene because it is very not that she shouldn't be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed, but it could it could feel in the moment embarrassing for her. And you know what? She was like, "I'm." you know what? That's fine. I'm not if you don't want me in here, I will leave. And that is completely fine. Have a good rest of your whack ass party. <laughs> like she did the right thing. And she she's just my she's definitely a fan favorite for me. I think she like fan favorite. And she came through with a really good wig this episode. Yeah. I don't know who applied it, but it was applied well this time. She looked fabulous. She looked yeah. great walking away. I know she did. Wonderful. With that, she, that woman just mean mugging her too. Like, oh. cause I think what she, this is what it is. I think that that little girl thought that Shandrika was going to like argue with her or try to like say something. And when she was just like, it's okay. No, he turned you. to her man like her man was the one that was ready to like I know, ready to come argue and, and, I, and like, I and by the way go. i was i was happy about that because he yeah like because he was like he felt she was being disrespected like and, and, but I, he, and, I, and he wasn't and, aggressive and about he, it either. and he was like okay i realize it's better if i listen to you right now and i mm. don't cause a scene because it'll make me look stupid if i yeah. do yeah so we're gonna walk away but you know what i wasn't sure about her little fiance situation ship but you know what? I liked how they teamed that one out there. He assessed because he and was then, great. He's like, I'm a fight for my woman. I not like, like physically. But he they, was like, I'm going to stand up for her. And then he assessed her and was just like, she's saying it's not worth it. It ain't worth it. But they were very in tune with each other. And, and then, mm-hmm. then he said later, he's like, but I don't like the Dom. I loved that too. Did not mm-hmm. come. It's like, wouldn't you, like, if you come with someone and they couldn't get in, I would wouldn't leave. you leave? And she's like, we'll deal with that later. I've yep, definitely, they I, def- were insane. I, I went to insane. a party. I went to a party once and there was, uh, some guy that like lived there and he was like, pretty much everybody was invited. It was, a, it was the same exact situation. Everyone was invited, but like they had, uh, and she was in this, the girl I went with was invited too. But then she came into the apartment and he was like, try to embarrass her. And it's like, Oh, you got to leave. And 
like it's like it was two like two like two people that like lived at the apartment one of them one of them invited her and the other person didn't want her there and i came with her and i was like well i'm about half the party left because we're like bye like i don't do that I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I am extremely loyal like that. Like, yeah, especially when it's on some petty shit. I'm mm-mm. very for what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Unless like you're my bestie or my man, then you can be wrong in private. Yeah. But I, I, I also wait. Um, fan fiction play out. How do you think? What do you think would have happened if um they all just would have walked inside together? And how would have how do you think Safari would have reacted in front of the OLGs? Like, do you think she would have kicked her out? Because I'm curious to feel like how would she have like carried herself in a situation where where Shandrika popped up? Like, would she have been like, you have to go in front of everyone? I think that I think she would have told Patrick that she needs he needs to tell her to leave. And if he didn't do it, I think she would have left. Because I Safari would have left. Yeah, I do. Because I don't think Safari would have left. I don't think Safari would have left. Chandrika in that apartment with Patrick. I don't think. I don't think. I'm saying that. If I feel like it would have been her trying to like make Patrick make her leave. Like I I just like from. She doesn't seem to hold back in front of like doing a walkout scene, but not really committing to leave. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like he. She's (laughs) like to the other side of the door. Like (laughs) I'm leaving, and then like because she knows that Patrick is not gonna let her leave. You know what I mean? I just because and normally I wouldn't think that that would be what a girl would do because I think they would have more sense. But like I just watched the way she was speaking in front of his aunts and his grandma and Candy and all that. And she just doesn't mm-hmm. care. So I just really wouldn't be surprised that she would pull some like shenanigans like that in front of them. Like I don't think she actually gives a shit and or has any type of respect for his family being there and present. I wish that would have happened because I agree with you because I feel like she would I don't think it would have been a total full blowout scene but she yeah. would have created tension yes. in the room and oh god it would have been so awkward enough tension where like the oh, the aunties and grandmas would feel extremely uncomfortable and disrespected so I yes. really wish that would have played out so then the grandmas and aunties would tell Patrick dump that bitch yeah that's what I really wanted for the evening and I really was <laughs> and like how much do we respect Shandrika for having the respect to wait outside she could have been like I'm walking into this party. I, this is my friends and my family's there. I'm walking in. But, like, like I would have done this. She has such respect when she's speaking to the um old lady gang and when she's speaking. She has speaking. so much respect for them. Smile is on. Eye contact. Smiles. Like she, uh-huh. she knows how to conduct herself. That's why she really was pissed in the beginning of the season when people were coming for her and her like her essence her she professionalism is, she like she really is. is she has won me over the so we had, so patrick has won us over shandri has won us over. <laughs> um phil i think philip has won, philip us, over won us over yeah and, philip has uh, won us people over. who are sliding back are brandon dominique because of this last 10 minutes um uh, brian brian a little bit uh and and todd bit. was never tiny a runner-up todd todd, todd. Uh, can go to hell i can go all the way down but wait let's get let's get to the very the biggest offense that brandon had this whole episode is feeling all up on dom in front of that's so everybody that's so rude to do that in front um, i don't know like when they literally just had a conversation with you in my family you don't do that you don't do that you don't do such like blatant pda like yes maybe a peck it was it was making me so uncomfortable he's all rubbing her ass biting her her. like biting her like side side uh fat like not there's so many reasons why this was wrong so many reasons. It uh, was disrespect so to the grandma. Much. 
It was and they were like, that's like right there. The disrespect to the owners and the management who literally. But this is why I like literally, literally, and this is why I like Dominique because she was she was very aware. She's like, stop doing that. Like they're literally everyone is watching, and people are like they're right across from us. And he just was like, no, I'm not going to stop. And it's like, also, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like you're you're not at work. Well, she should have like literally walked across the room and stood with someone else mm-hmm. because yeah. that yeah. is the only way she could have handled that because that's what I would have done if I really did yeah. not want to be doing that. But she clearly yeah. kind of liked it too. Yeah, she did. I, she did. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. So I'm not going to say it's all Brandon because she's being equally immature because she also Brandon is doing that thing where he is being like, well, I don't know, like, maybe are we, like, should we still be together? Like, I guess, yeah, no, we're together. And she's like, so what are you trying to say? Are we together? He's like, yeah, I guess. I mean, like, but we can't be together. Like, they're being yeah. very immature about it. And, and she's, she's worried that scene. he's like, she's worried he's like dumping her kind of, but he's like, yeah. I'm not dumping you. I'm just saying like, we can't. So now she's hoping that she's getting affection from him. So she likes the affection, even though it's immature and irresponsible and professional. It's just to me, oh, if, if they if they really both want to still work at that same restaurant, I just would have that was actually their opportunity to show Candy Todd, um, Philip, mm-hmm. uh, Don Juan that, hey, yes, we are. T- we came in together. Like, I'm not going to hide the fact that we're together and we're in a relationship. But, hey, th- like we know how to conduct ourselves in a room. We know how to be professional like like you and like. Candy and Todd, like you guys are together. I mean, we're the restaurant owners, you can do what you want, but like you don't, you're not all over each other. So like we we are capable of working together, not being all over each other. But they completely want the opposite, and it's like I would be like Don Juan and be like they were literally jaw drop, like like it's it's are you? It's like we just had this conversation, and it's almost really disrespectful and a slap in their face. It's like they're not taking them serious. Slap in the face. It's an extreme slap in the face. And now, and also now, they're doing it in front of. So now everybody at that restaurant knows that they're in a relationship. It's official. Everyone knows it now. So now they're everybody in the restaurant is going to be looking to all of the higher ups. Like, so what's up? Yep. They now they actually kind of forced them to have to really expedite whatever decision they were going to have to make. Yep, because now you put yourselves on the spotlight. And Dumbasses. I don't They're care stupid. what the end result is. For I them. have zero <laughs> empathy for their situation. Zero. zero. All right, we are moving on to Summer House. Okay, so I watched this episode like it was like theater. <laughs> because honestly, the, like, the dialogue in the opening scene and in the dinner scene, it was Only literally... The opening? It was literally like a theatrical play that they were reading aloud. It was like, okay, so like, I'm going to, I'll read the dialogue and then we can discuss. Okay. So Lindsay, Lindsay says, I have always dove into the deep end first. And Amanda now, so like everyone's like intentions in the scene are very important too. Like we've got Lindsay with her, like, honestly, this pink hair was horribly done too. Like the person that did the pink hair was like, it's very chaotically like executed. You probably put Kool-Aid in her hair and just. No, she had her hair person do it. She like posted about it. And I was like, well, he fucked up. And so then, but Amanda is like her intention in the scene. She's terrified. She's like, I've activated Lindsay and this wasn't my intention. So she's like literally like she's holding onto herself. She's like scared. And she's like, if this is what you want, if you want to give 110% of closing your heart, her eyes when she talks, she's like bracing herself for impact. And she's like, 
but every person you love, you give a little bit of your heart. And then when you find the right person, how much do you have left of your heart to give? She said, I have a big heart. Lindsay goes, (laughs) how big is my heart? How big is it now, Lindsay? It's huge. (laughs) Like, Lindsay? Oh, Lindsay cracks me up. Her. Like, she, she has an answer for everything. Her sense of reality is so great because it's like in touch, but also not in touch at the same time. How was that? Like, <laughs> that was all serious. Like, that was I kn- dead serious. I, I don't think she knows that diving off the deep end isn't a good thing to do. Every, like, but she, in her mind, she's like, yeah, it is. It's all I know. Well, it's now all that's, I know. Well, now I'm going to use diving in the deep end in that way. That is the new definition. <laughs> and I'm going with it. And also, was this a conversation where they brought up her therapist? Oh, yeah. She's like, I have been in therapy every week. I am doing tons of work on myself. When the universe opens the... And mind you, Lindsay's eyes are like slightly cross-eyed because she's so drunk. Like one (laughs) eye is like a little bit closed. She's like, when the universe opens the door, I walk through the door. I jump into the deep end head first. I'm like, girl, this is outstanding. Therapy doesn't work if you lie to your therapist. So well, and I, just- I also do. I thank you. I do. Let's touch on that because we know so many people that are like in there. I had a I had a friend and she was batshit crazy and she had the same therapist for like seven years. And I was like, you 100 percent need a new therapist because I think you're like friends with your therapist now. And they're just like co-signing your bad behavior. Yeah. yeah, it's also I, like they need to be able to peel the layers of your warped reality. You know what I mean? Like they have to be able to read through your bullshit, even when you are kind of lying. And I feel like the therapist Lindsay has, they're not really reading through her bullshit. You know what I mean? Because you can tell your therapist something and if that's what you truly believe about yourself and your reality. But it's the therapist's job to pick up on whatever else you're saying and be like, this isn't coming together correctly. Well, my question is, and sorry, Lindsay, I, I love you. I believe that you've been going to therapy every every week. Is it the same therapist or do you leave there? <laughs> do you change therapists when they don't agree with you? Like that also <laughs> happens. It does. Because Kyle and Amanda said that they, Kyle said that him and Amanda are going to Lindsay's old, old therapist now. Yeah. How many old therapists do you have, Lindsay? Lindsay, I need to know this. These are things we need to know about and, and your therapy this is, journey. And I, I'm not, this is not meant to be judgmental because let me, let me just say, I have gone through quite a few therapists mainly because I like, I need like, I can only afford like the low level basic therapy people and like I need the advanced level. I I need I need like half the time I'm like, honey, can you give me your mentor's number? Because I your mentor free therapy. You don't want the like court appointed therapist. Yeah, no. You I want the they they are they're like the top tier. Like I need that person that I need the person that's been doing it forever, that's jaded, that's hurt it all, because half the time I'm like helping the therapist diagnose me. Um, okay, so then Paige and Andrea, they have their conversation and they're right, they're they're like right about to get into like kind of a deep moment. And production, once again, is overproducing scenes and they're like, okay, Sierra, Kyle and Robert, I need you to go over and sit down with 
Paige and Andrea and they like completely interrupt their moment. And then Carl and the rest of the cast come over and Carl does this very forced speech where he's like, guys, what a great day at the vineyard. And they're like, a great day. What the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but we had a good time. And I'm like, can we stop with these really four scenes? Like, I don't like that Summer House is falling victim to this where they like are doing these wrap up scenes. Like first Danielle had this last week where they were like to the end of summer, guys, we're going to wrap this up at a bonfire. I'm like, we don't need to do this. Just do. Yeah, that's true. I, at first I was like, huh? And now I understand what you're saying with like the wrap up thing. Cause I first I was agreeing. I was like, when Carl did, he was like, yeah, like we finally like smooth things out for one thing. But now that you brought, cause I was like, yeah, y'all finally did. Y'all finally did. But now that you put it in that perspective, I'm like, I see a pattern. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Right? No. Production literally is like, okay, go for Carl. Okay. Go for Paige. Go for like, they're like orchestrating mm. this like camera moment where they're all in the shot and they have a shot of the vineyard behind them. And they're like action. I'm yeah. like, okay guys, we don't need to do this every episode. Yeah. So then that they get back so to, true. they get back to the house and the <laughs> Lindsay going into Maya's room. Okay, I am Maya in this scenario. Okay, I am Maya. I am like stoned in my bed, not wanting to go out. And Lindsay would be absolutely terrifying to me. I'd be like, <laughs> go away. I'm not going Please. out. She's like, she's like, let's go to Montauk. And Maya goes, what's in Montauk? She's like, I don't know anything. I'm like, I want to die. Like, I would be like, get out of my room right now. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So here we go. Lindsay calls Ahmed, who has clearly told her he's hanging out with his guy friends tonight. She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just like going out with my friends, like doing my thing. She's like, well, I was going to go to Montauk. And he's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, well, like I told you, I'm like going to be hanging out with my friends. She's like, he's like, what are you doing? She's like, well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What am I doing? <laughs> Emily, your Lindsay is so good. It is. <laughs> That's literally oh how she my said it. God. Uh, keep I'm going. So that was good. <laughs> and he's like, well, and then, and here's the thing. She must be so good in bed. She's that kind of crazy fuck. Because <laughs> he's like, he's like, only putting up with this because he's like, you guys have no idea. Like, she's so good in bed. So he's like, well, I don't know why you're like going on the offense right now. And she's like, I am just trying to figure out what I'm doing. And you are you're not telling me what I want to hear. And Maya <laughs> is like fucking terrified. She's, she's like, just like witnessing this in her bed. Like, <laughs> I know I shouldn't interject, but I do want her to leave. This is turning up. <laughs> this, she's turning. She's turning. She's watching a pure train wreck. She's like, for, she's like, I don't want to go to Montauk, period. So, like, she's watching someone being 100% in the wrong right now. <laughs> just like witnessing that unfold. It's just such <laughs> typical Lindsay behavior. It's like you're just yelling. Like I feel like you do like so you could do the little editing of all of her conversations. They all sound the same when she's <laughs> yelling at people. It's oh, you just don't want to. 
Like, and Maya like, is just trapped like, in her bed. I feel trapped like they, in her bed. But I feel like all the time they're always like communicating like they don't want to do this. And then she's, but she wants to do something. So she's just yelling at them until they change their mind. Really. <laughs> she literally just manipulates them until like, they're like gives in. She's like, I could have swore I told you that I was going to be hanging out with your my, my friends today. Yeah, that was today. Like... <laughs> Maya's what me was like <laughs> one of my friends who like I witnessed them being so very wrong and I just have to sit there and watch them because I can't open mm-hmm. my mouth and oh, say anything because what I will say will go against their narrative <laughs> so you just have to be like uh, and it's like not it's like it's also one of those things it's like it's not real like you don't it's, it's like you don't like Ahmed you just are bored and he's the only person you're talking to right now so I'm not about it's to been put two weeks put, yeah like if I was my I'm like I, I it's not worth me trying to even involve my this is not fucking <sighs> real she's gonna wake up tomorrow being like Ahmed and I are best friends again and we're getting married so it's like i'm not i'm trying to see what you're doing tonight and you're telling me you want to hang out with your boys cool it's like girl it's very clear that you just don't want to see me (laughs) so you know that's fine have a great life it's like (laughs) well if you want me to spell it out but you're literally like i had plans babe but but (laughs) babe clicks hang up hangs up the phone I'm and then gone. she's and then she's like, "Wow, can you believe that?" And Maya's like, "Let's just go away. Let's go downstairs and let me give you to Danielle and Kyle." Like, there's literally no way for like or she where for Maya to go. Maya, Maya literally like pushes Lindsay. Maya's like, "Let's go downstairs so I can hand you off to your other friends that know how to deal with you." I, I like, I, can't. I bet, I bet Maya is really regretting telling Lindsay she felt hurt when she was left out that night. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's really regretting that right now. (laughs) She's like, I take that back. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead and leave me (laughs) out. Um, But speaking of when Danielle and Lindsay and Kyle are like, you got to come out with us. You never come out with us, Maya. When Maya goes in to tell Sierra and Paige, (gasps) she is going out with them. The look, did did you see the look on their face? They were like, oh, Okay. And, and then Maya she had to even do like a little explanation to a follow up after that. I'm like, and you Damn. could feel her discomfort. I, you could I feel she did like you. a little dance. She's like, okay, bye. Like, like I'm just going out for a little. It's like, just, it's just to me, it's just like these girls, like they're so hypocritical. They're so yeah. hypocritical. They're always talking they about like everyone else. And it's like, it's you guys. Han- like- You're right, Pia. Hannah brainwashed Sierra into this whole mindset of how to act on Summer House when filming. Yeah. That's like what it is, really. Mm. And yep. Paige, she just kind of teeter tots with whatever she's feeling in that moment. So, yeah, like- Paige was being a real two faced bitch this episode. We'll get into <gasps> it. Yes, we will get into that bitch. Cause I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, mm. Yes. Okay. Go on. Sorry, proceed. I, just- I loved that. That was really fun. Curtis got like Curtis got so good. Showed up, got in 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 the camera. Um, this is a very small moment, but I was I was I Danielle and Lindsay they come home all drunk, and Lindsay's so cute. She's like, "I want to sleep in your bed," but then when she goes to turn the lights off, she is in a song. Yeah, I saw that. 
If I I got a UTI just looking at that. It was definitely sleeping I, in a song. I know. I would not want to do that. Ow! I don't. Oh, even, I, I thought we were talking about something else. I was like, oh, I <laughs> no, like sleeping in. No, honestly, uh, I every time I even look at one of my thongs because I know I need to wear one for whatever outfit. I'm always like, I don't want to wear you. I don't want to wear you because and then to sleep in that all night. Oh my god, the crevices, uh-uh. the, the crevices. crevices, the crevices. Um, the next morning, another little tiny moment. Um, Carl laughs because he's he looks over at Alex, and Alex is cleaning out crumbs from inside the pantry, and Carl finds that to be cute. And it was in this moment that I realized. I know this is a hot take. I want I want Alex back next season. I do too. I just want I because want- you want to know why. I don't need everybody to be crazy drama nuts. I I like that it feels more like a family when there is just some of them like on the perimeter. Yeah. Existing I, and being like, oh, I, I want Alex to come back. And I decided this, I think, last week when I realized that the house actually really likes him. Yeah. And that's all I need because it's when someone isn't like maybe the most exciting and then they don't seem to like they're having genuine connections with the house Then I'm like, well, then they don't need to be there. But it seems like they all collectively really like Alex. So, I mean, being on TV is not something that is normal. So I and I feel like he and he's already an introvert. He had like a lot of things going against him. So I just want to give him a second season to like now that was like his warm up season. Like, I feel like he'll bring more second season. I do. I feel I believe in him. I do, too. I believe Curtis, Curtis. Is here. like like he I'm going to I'm going to mute Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis is all like I don't care if he ain't bringing the drama. I don't want to see it. No, it's not even the drama that I need. I just need something and it's not you being the housemaid. Like I need you to like really bring a storyline to yourself, but maybe you're right, Pia. And maybe he has first season jitters and says yeah. se- second season we will get more of a story out of him. I'm just saying, and- like, yeah, let's just give him the benefit of the doubt because if the people in the house that are all crazy and like all different types of personality all collectively seem to genuinely like him, like, you know what? We're not seeing something. So, like, you know, exactly. Well, yeah. Like they can all, they, there's a lot going on this season. So they're clearly editing a lot of stuff out because they have bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see why they like him so much. Yeah. I mean, we can bring him back only <laughs> because he's really, really cute and hot. Um, but- <laughs> okay, fine. That's all. That's it. That's all. We're moving on. Um, Paige comes down in a whole fucking outfit. And I was like, bitch, take your heels off. Like everyone's in their PJs. This was so, I was annoyed by this. Um, <laughs> but Danielle comes down she doesn't give a fuck she sits right next to sierra look how much effort danielle is putting in that's what i'm saying like danielle really took that that conversation this is what's irritating because i feel like the only person in that entire house that took any of the conversations that happened past two weekends seriously was danielle yeah she Mm -hmm. she has tried to actually implement the things that they talked about and i don't think not one other person has I was no, I like, that was a lot. Danielle literally sat next to Sierra. 
enjoyed the conversation, partook in the conversation about Sierra talking about being an, being a nurse and how hard it is to see people dying all day. Like, yeah, that's real. And I thought, okay, now, like, what have you done, Sierra, to give back to that friendship? Nothing. To nurture that friendship. That's what I want to know. It's just like, what are you? Because we're just seeing a lot of Danielle giving. And I'm not really seeing. I'm seeing her accept <laughs> the, yeah. whatever's being given to her. I'm seeing her do that with open arms. But I'm not really seeing her put in the effort either. It's, and It's very one-sided. It does feel a little one-sided, especially since, especially since the people that are uh, against Danielle on social media, they're saying that there's all of these examples of Danielle leaving, leaving Sierra out and making Sierra feel less than. And I'm like, I need examples because I don't see it. Are they still on that? Well, I haven't, I haven't really seen from this past episode. I haven't seen what the people are saying. Well, you know, yet. you, you okay. know, I went back and forth with that one person in your comment section because I was like, just give me examples. And she was couldn't... that which one was that one? It was at, it was uh, when they were saying there was it was after the I think it was after the fight that they were saying. Oh, yeah, it was after the fight because they were saying that Sierra said, like, you got you and Danielle have done oh. things and blah, blah, blah. And so I asked you her, did. And I we and she I was Pia, very proud. stumped them. I was so proud of Pia. I was really proud of that moment because I was like, I was open. I was like, give me your, I was like, Pia handled that perfectly. I was like, give me your facts. <laughs> give me examples. And I, and then, I, and then when they gave me whatever they were giving me, I was like, these aren't examples. These are your feelings. Like, these are not like, but the, re- the reason why Pia did so well in that moment is because she, she, you, ha- you got to hit him with a, I hear what you're saying, actually, yes. and I can completely understand where you're coming from. What if I presented you with this idea? Yeah. And so if you don't, if you don't attack the person. Yeah, right it was away, not, it was not an attack at all. It was very open. I, I wanted to like, cause I'm like, okay, maybe I'm a human. Maybe I missed some stuff. And you mm-hmm. kind of guide them. You kind of guide them to your point eventually. Yeah. And like you did, you got, and she guided that person there. He has a very good at articulating her <laughs> thoughts and like into a very good point. That's why I'm like, mm, debate squad. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, so I have something to say about what Sierra is feeling right now. Cause she keeps talking about how she feels so like lost. Yeah. 25 years old is usually around the time you start to feel this way. It's the Saturn return. I'm sure you guys have heard this. Have you heard this? I actually haven't. I have not heard of this. Okay. No. It's, it's an astrological thing. And so Saturn is the planet. It's like our teaching planet and it takes about 29 to 30 years to tr- to go all the way around your chart. And so upon its return to where it was when you were born, you start to go kind of nuts. You start to feel like, oh my God, everything just kind of gets brought up again. And so around 20, between the ages of like 25 to 30, especially for men, um, men go through their major Peter Pan complex where they're like, oh my God, I'm turning 30. I don't want to grow up, but I want to grow up. Women just feel kind of nuts. And so it's a pretty common through line where you get to your late 20s and you're like, why do I feel crazy? It doesn't affect everybody that way, but it's super common. Mm -hmm. And so she's in her Saturn return. It's starting where she's like, I'm a nurse. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? Is this what I want to do? Blah, blah, blah. So she is definitely going through it. Listeners, if you're familiar with this, reach out. Let me know. That makes sense. Yeah, if you look up, if you Google Saturn return, you you'll be like, oh, that was totally me. 
I mean, that uh, makes, I that makes sense. I was experiencing it for like the past three years and I always thought it was just COVID. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I just, for How old are you? I turned, I turned 30 in November, like this past uh-huh. November. Yep. Yeah. And it's usually for, it takes years. So you're like, it's not like it happens like for a couple months. It, it, it's for years. Damn. And I was doing that through COVID. I, I really was losing my mind, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, like, it was, it's been a rough past three years because I was really, okay. That, sorry. I'm not unpacking my whole life. I feel like right it's, now, I feel like it's, it's happening to me right now because it's like that. I'm 32 now and I'm like, yeah, no, it Should gets I the residuals. Like, There's residuals of family. <laughs> not right um, now. I don't want them right now. Please no. No, I don't want. I don't. I actually don't. I genuinely don't want a family like a like a baby or a family right at this moment. Like I, I kind of want it like when I'm maybe like around thirty five, thirty six. But I thought I think I started thinking about more because my cousin is about to pop. She's about to have a baby, and we're close in age, and we're like raised like sisters. So I'm like, I'm like. Am I supposed to have a baby? She's married. She's about to have her baby. She's a lawyer. I'm like, oh my God, am I fine? Like, yeah, no, yeah. she's literally living her adult life, like full career, full now. Like, you're not helping me, and, Curtis, and my Saturn ring. I mean, I ain't got a family ring. or a man. <laughs> At least you have a man. Pia, That's true. Okay? And a dog. That's Aww. my baby. And that's my baby. I, got two <laughs> yeah, I I don't want uh, kids. And I, my sister told me a while ago, she's like, yeah, no, I don't want kids either. And I was like, oh, man, because I kind of wanted her to have kids. Because I was yeah. like, I want to be an auntie. And then just recently, she said that she'd be open to having kids. And I was like, yay. Oh, I want to have kids. But like kids are expensive for a gay man. So like I really just want to find like a lot of like 43 to 47 year olds have been matching me on Hinge lately. Okay. I haven't been going on any dates, but like. By the time I'm like 35, 36, like I would love to, I don't know if I would be in a full relationship, but to do a co-parenting thing where I like meet someone older that's, that's and, they like pay, a new... and they pay for the surrogacy and we co-parent yeah, a child no, oh, together. That's a lot of people are doing these like partners, like even like, you know, uh, heterosexual people, like people are like, you know, cause why do you have to, like, if you want to have kids, like. I feel like people feel like they need to get rushed and find like a partner and have get like kids with someone right. because they just want to have kids. And it's like, it's actually a very mature like thought to be like, Hey, do you want to have a kid? I want to have a kid. Do you want to, I think we would be partners like in co-parenting. Like, do you want to do this together? Like, right. I, love it. I don't know if I would be married or want to be married by 35. That's like in five years. And for me, I really need to know a person. And some people know can, I, I mean, I don't believe you can know someone in two years to get married, but like, I really like need to know someone, but I feel like I could have a partnership and co-parenting relationship yeah. with someone at that age. But marriage is like a I can commit to a kid. I can't commit to you, nigga. Well, Sorry. and I, I actually think it's much easier to commit to a child than to a whole fucking relationship. Like, I don't want to, like, yeah, I don't want to, like, it is. yeah, like, it's just like, especially if you're trying, you think that you need to get into the relationship to have the kid. It's like, I'm forcing this, like, thing because I want to get this other thing. Like, we don't have to do both. No, let me yeah. just find me a rich man and he pays for everything. <laughs> Yeah, I saw something on TikTok that said it perfectly. I want a sugar daddy, but I don't want him to want any sugar. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's TikTok. the dream. Yeah, basically. Or, or what's it called when you my time? What's it I'll called when um you have a sugar, a, a sugar Y'all, daddy? Emily's like none of it. <laughs> wait, what, what what is it called? Not artificial sh- sweetener, none of that shit. But wait, what do you? What's it called when you have a sugar daddy, but they want you to be really mean to them? 
Ooh, that's, a ooh, dom that's like on that's like on, on Euphoria when she was getting paid. Just yeah, to like insult that guy. Yeah, because no, that's, that's a, a real whole sex thing. worker. <laughs> like, no, but no, that's like a real thing. You don't have to like do anything. Like they just want you to call, call like call them up and just like say really rude shit to them. Yeah, yeah I, that's sex work. I'm that's- not gonna lie that I I totally like went on OnlyFans.com and was like, what is this about? Yeah. And then I got and then I got darked out and was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Y'all, I started a Twitter account. I'm about to start taking pictures of my feet and hashtagging and see what happens. <laughs> Let me know how it goes, because I'm not I above will. anything anymore. <laughs> I, it's a totally anonymous Twitter account. So okay. no I, one will yeah. know. I mean, I'm going to just see if it gets popular. Keep it um, posted. I will. I will. I, I actually <laughs> I actually tried that. I tried that myself because uh, uh, during the pandemic. You tried it's, feet selling feet pics? I did. Oh my you god, did? why didn't you tell yeah, me this? Because it's embarrassing and I didn't want to tell you. Why anyone. is that embarrassing? It's embarrassing because no one wanted to buy any. Oh, <laughs> well, no, you just didn't have great marketing tools, but people would buy your feet. I had like a whole separate Well, I don't know about your feet. I, I had a whole separate Instagram account. And uh, what was, was it called? I'm did not you get telling corn you that. Care of? Okay, first of all, some people want bad feet like i was gonna be in the market for people who like like she bad was feet. it was a very okay, niche okay. she was going for a very niche market the server okay, put. Fair, the server fair. Put. I yeah love it. fuck you curtis I, <laughs> <laughs> well you if you know you knew what your niche was i, I know like i have ugly feet but there are some people who like ugly feet i actually Good. respect I that you I, I like that you niched yourself down you're like not just any feet specific ugly. feet <laughs> Ugly feet. I like that. I think that I was, that was smart. I want to put my feet in food and just like jelly. You know what? I think we're all onto something. I think that we need to just join forces. <laughs> we really do need to just lift each other up in these things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no shame in this. People are making money doing weird shit. Why are we not doing that? I have no shame, but I will not tell you my Twitter account until I, until, yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. No, there's Listen. a, you Listen. can also go on different websites. There's Feet Finder. That's um, what I was doing. I was going to start with a Twitter account and then tag my feet um, okay. profile on there. Cause that's how you make money is through the feet profile that people buy your pictures. It's not yeah. like Instagram. I'm going to use Twitter to refer them to my. Um, you know, listeners, let me know if you would like further content on this because, um, I can keep this shit going and we can update <laughs> accordingly. If yes, you guys are curious. We can start a whole nother journey here. Cause, um, I'm, I like, Listen, I finally, it was during the pandemic that I realized people were out there making money doing all kinds of things. And I was like, you know, what? I'm done being judgmental. Yeah. When Larsa talked about on the, when Larsa on the Miami reunion talked about how she is making like millions on OnlyFans, everybody stopped being judgmental and went, I'm sorry, you said what? How do I get? And then everyone just like went on OnlyFans and was like, how do I sign up? That's why though, when I went on OnlyFans and looked at what it was about, I was like, okay, so Larsa, you're not, you're not, not showing shit. Yeah, no, No. she's she's definitely showing something. It's amazing how they don't get leaked as much as you would think. Right. You know, I feel like it's got to be because they are, they want to keep the site protected. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, if they leak it, then the site gets blown up and it loses its. And then also, I feel like if yeah. I was one of those people paying top dollar for your naked pictures, like I'm not sharing them. You like you need to pay for your own naked pictures. But yeah, you could resell I, I, them. You know, <laughs> oh, them. I didn't think about that. That's a that's a point. But it's probably copyright. Like they would get sued because or let's face it. Like she already poses in like scandalous shit anyway. Like all over her Instagram. So what would you need to pay for? Like you've got to show more. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm a super sex positive person. So I'd be Googling these things like some of my favorite Instagram influencers who have OnlyFans account, but I'm a broke bitch and I don't pay for that shit. So I will just Google uh, um, so-and-so's OnlyFans leaked nudes and there will be websites and you'll find them. You know what? They probably also do... Yes, I know girl. a lot of Tips. people they they put watermarks on their their uh pictures so they probably have like numbered watermarks so like if they are like doing a specific picture like they like maybe have a like a number so they can like tr- kind of track it so like if you did resell their picture they could probably find you and sue you and report yep 100% I bet mm. there and I bet you there's like contracts you probably have to like like you know like get to like edoc sign like okay you promise yes. not to resell this etc cetera, etc cetera, and you could probably get be a subject held for a accountable lawsuit. yeah okay we just we just cracked it all right Glad also we went over anyone have any tips for selling feet pick <laughs> feet pics let us know too i've watched hours of i'm you- still on <laughs> I, I've, I've, uh, guys, fell out I've, her seat y'all i just guys <laughs> i've watched i've watched hours of youtube videos on how to sell feet like i'm like not even kidding <laughs> i'm gonna start hashtagging and i honestly will just like hours i was like right. how do i do this <laughs> okay so we're on a journey mm-hmm. okay i'm even okay, more look, excited now i'm real okay i'm glad that we've all talked about this and i'm happy for us okay look let's get rich i don't care how <laughs> we do it okay um kyle and amanda they talk about the prenup and we find out that amanda truly knows nothing about <laughs> finances Blown away emily her Blown dad away. does her taxes which really explains why like she's terrified of the thought of a prenup because she's like i'm terrified of any conversation about money period yeah to Um, be rich and white like oh my god how are you 25 years old and your dad is still you're like i just know what's in my personal account but i have other accounts that i just bitch you don't know how much money you got well then also kyle's sty is still there it's still there and it's still bothering Because he's me. still stressed. Like, it's like that. I, I've had a sty before. Me and too. It lasts at most like five days. Well, it's been like three weeks now. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I actually used to get chronic styes when I was younger so bad where they would have to be surgically removed. Oh, my God. And the way that his sty looks like it's beyond a hot compress. It's beyond. Like, like and it's actually, going he, up and down like one last week it was like to, smaller. the thing is actually getting them removed takes the it's the the turnaround time is very quick you'll be up and running the next day he just needs to go to an office and get it removed it's not gonna go down he's not making that time oh my god you guys i missed the scene oh my god i missed the most important scene of the what? episode carl and Lindsay in that little breakfast nook. <gasps> I'm sorry. I, I missed it. I'm so sorry, you guys. I got distracted by Paige coming down in her stupid outfit. Okay. <laughs> Carl and Lindsay. Like, okay. All I could see you, in Little Mermaid, you know, when they, you know, when they, that, that musical number, the kiss the girl, where they're like on the boat and they're like, like singing kiss the girl do you know what i'm talking about yeah. Remember the movie little mermaid yeah it felt like that like every scene that they're in together like now you can see their eyes twinkling at each other like yeah, it started like it's on the, yeah it started on the party bus when amanda was like did you think about marrying carl and she's like oh, oh, oh and had to drink because she obviously was and then he was like oh, it was weird not seeing you in your bed i thought maybe you were like you'd slept in a house and she's like no and you could tell he was like okay 
Uh, and then in his confessional, he's like, well, yeah, I, I know that Lindsay just wants to find love, but I think she's finding it with the wrong guys. And he's mm-hmm. got like a little smile on his face. And then she's smiling at him. And I was like, oh, it's I so am- crazy to see it the, yes, like, from the, the gra- beginning, the yeah. gradual connection that they're the, like yes. realization of being like, I think I like you. The reason I bring it up is because then later they're playing that like like clapping hands yes. thing. Oh yes. my gosh. Everything like I'm so happy you guys were catching these moments too because I was like I'm just such a fan of this time around relationship with Lindsay and Carl and I know a lot of people like have what like they're basing it off of their first time around and how they were individually as people but I just think that Timing is everything, and that sounds cheesy, but timing so is true. everything. And I think this time feels so different. It, it does. So, it feels so different. And oh. back to your point, Emily, where you were talking about in the beginning, like it felt like you were watching a performance. Like it literally feels like I'm watching a rom com, like watching yes. them together. It's the, so cute. And I, I'm I, such a romantic. And I'm I just like, I kind of want to be done with this season, get to the reunion, and go straight to next season so I can just see, <laughs> just see. I want to see. See their I want to see their dating journey. Can yes. we just like go to the reunion into a spinoff of like Carl and Lindsay yes. likes dating journey? Because that would be amazing, but it'd probably be too much pressure for them. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to I don't want to do I don't want to be too invasive in the relationship because I do really want it to last. And I think right. that sometimes when we are too into involved in seeing stuff, it kind of fucks people's relationships it up. creates false pressures and false expectations. But I mean people. I want so if the summer house is fine, I'll take that. But yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I know. I guess Instagram stories will deal. Um, I'm going to give Paige a lot of credit for her Access Hollywood fashion moment. I thought yeah. that that was absolutely her wheelhouse. She crushed it. It killed is, it. It, knocked is, it out. Knocked it out of the park. I think she did an amazing job and she's really she's, good at it. She's meant to do that. She is absolutely meant to have that type of, of a side career, like in mm-hmm. addition to her I, reality television career. I 1, love watching her Instagram stories when she's putting her outfits together because not only does she put outfits together really, really well, she has an ability, like she's very likable in her Instagram stories. She doesn't make you feel like you're she, being like, it's a, like, like you're watching a YouTube channel or something. Yeah. Like, like she, that. she makes it feels accessible and she's always like grabbing from places that people shop in general. So it's just like, thank you. Like you're not making me feel like these are unattainable, like, goals like she's like i feel like i'm actually learning how to put an outfit together as opposed to watching some pretty person put on outfits you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. no she she did so so great she seemed very comfortable she had funny little like things to say she's like i don't know she's had some mimosas she's not going to play tennis and shout out to very... her manager whoever is connecting her to these opportunities like good point good for them too like her team is whoever her team is good point very good point all right so then Amanda's parents get to Kyle and Amanda's place. Her dad scares me. I was going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like I like I like Kyle, like do you want to be in that family forever? He seems like very unapproachable. As he's in the backdrop of your goddamn TV. He I know. scares me. He, like he is I a scary man. The listeners don't know but I I I have it paused on on the scene where they're talking about the prenup and her dad is scary. He looks like he would kill you. Yeah, he looks he, he I get that like Kyle and Amanda have gone through a lot in their relationship and there've been multiple scenes over the years where Kyle has had to like go talk to them about something that's happened like when he cheated on her and shit like that. Um but when they talk about the prenup I I I, I couldn't 
quite tell where they got with it because it seemed like her dad was saying that they they should totally get their finances figured mm-hmm. out. But yeah. then but then when Kyle suggested that she get more involved with knowing about the finances, he got like her dad got kind of like defensive and was like, well, I pay the bills for my wife and I because she takes care of the house and she that was weird and i was when, like okay but they're in business together kyle and amanda so and also what and then for you that might not work for them and then like, also i think kyle made a really good point where i was like but she doesn't do those other things <laughs> that what he said i missed that i didn't hear he, him he, say he, he, he pretty much said something like along those lines i didn't she, hear, catch it either she she looked to like i don't do that did you also <laughs> did cooking, you also hear cleaning. him did you hear him mention uh the dad mentioned or she might have mentioned something about grandpa's trust yeah and she's like hi we're, we're hiding the money she's like and he's like i i kind of like what her dad said he's like no we're not hiding money you want to get in this relationship everything's going to be on the table here buddy like that so see you girlfriend and, yeah, yeah so she threw I, that joke Heidi money she's so childish I'm yeah. sorry she's like a little kid like so what's with grandpa's trust fund are we hiding money <laughs> yeah and, girl, and, 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 roast out and Amanda what? and Amanda by the way if you do have a trust fund the, uh, this is why you should have a prenup. have a prenup this is what I don't understand if you have money you'd like to protect you don't need to quote hide it put it on the table and protect it Say this trust here is mine. Yeah, like you will never have access to my trust fund. That's my that's money that my grandma, my grandmother or grandfather is leaving me. You don't that is for me. Mm -hmm. You don't hide it, you dumbass. You you say in your prenup, if we ever split, the trust goes to me, you don't touch it. That's what a prenup is. I was so irritated by that conversation. No, the moment Amanda started opening, the moment she said she didn't know how much money she had or her other accounts, I was like so turned off by her. I'm like, you're 25. Like, Kyle is right in everything he's asking and requesting and saying about you because you don't know shit. And when he was talking about the debt and he's like, so I pay this X amount of money to go to go towards these loans and he's listing all these things that she's like i don't know i i i just you know get mad that he drinks too much i'm like okay but this is why when you're in business together like you are and you're about to get married and join together and then what's his is yours and yours is that's why it he sounds wants to like make the size sure. because of you no because he does seem to be carrying the household financially um every it seems like every aspect of the relationship it seems like kyle is the leader in and the only thing amanda has to complain about is how drunk he gets on the weekend when he's not focused on his responsibilities which i find just a little unfair i agree i'm like now now we're like now i'm like not even concerned about kyle's drinking now i'm like listen it's all he has. Well, the thing is, it's like all he has. I swear to God, that's how I feel about it. I'm like, everyone leaves Kyle alone on the weekends. He is working his ass off five days a week, even on the weekends. He'll be like working, and then she complains about that too. She's like, Kyle, like maybe we don't answer emails this weekend. Like, bitch, I'm I like, do you know what he's doing? Exactly. He's, honestly, he's a four million dollar debt. He, has he to seems like those he's emails. a fun drunk besides the moment he had this episode. It seems like he really does just go. His intentions are to go and have fun. You he know, only like, he only becomes a mean drunk when he's feeling like someone is like bossing pressing him, him, pressing him, bossing him around, just like pretty much trying to stop his fun. 
essentially. But if you just let him have fun, like, and don't try to argue with him. He's not causing anyone harm or trouble or hurting anyone. That's why it's just like, alcohol never gave him that sty, Amanda. You did. And as if, as if the sty needed any, any more stress, the fucking florist backs out. Oh, that, I was so mad for them. I would have yeah, ripped that, that florist. The florist felt that their feedback felt like they were questioning them. Yeah. That's my, the that's my wedding. Of course, I'm going to question you. Like, I, I could so pissed. I wanted to call, I wanted to DM them and say, I can rip that florist a new yeah, asshole. I'm sure, you. I'm sure every, I'm sure so many people were like, who are they? Who is the florist? Let me, <laughs> give me their name. Give me their number. Give me their give me their handle. I'm so, I will. Because Kyle's not wrong. Because now that it's so close to the uh, date, if they do find someone that's really good, they're going to price gouge them. Like that is. And by the way, like what? Who doesn't get notes? It's that's what I'm saying. It's like that's your entire job. Like if you can't like, ex- you can't accept feedback. Like you, you, okay, we sent you our vision board. You sent us your first, your first idea. And we say, ah, uh, that's not exactly what we were looking for. Like, yeah. are you not seeing what we're seeing? And they go, wow, it feels like you're just questioning us and we can't work with you. I feel I, like I have to be missing a part of the story here. Right. Because it's like, were, did you say it like, like that? Like, did you Kyle, guys- what did Kyle like go off on them? Like, yeah, <laughs> or did like, Amanda, like, who yeah. did it? They don't even I, seem like those type of clients. Like, they, they don't, don't seem they don't like, like that. I agree. Neither they, of them do. Neither, both neither of them. Both, both of them are good I, I communicators. Don't, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't see it like that, that that they would either of them would do that, but it, it feels like because it's just like such a standard thing that you would go back and forth with someone when you're trying to get get a get it perfect, like in a business. It's, it's like I'm confused by this. Yeah, whole, that one was really weird. I'm gonna say something too. Like, this is why, like, I have been very outspoken about this. Wedding seems so freaking stressful to me. Like the whole, this is stressing them out so, so, so much. And it's supposed to be a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, they're also filming a show too. And then like they have a, they have the, their business that is like super, I, super in its infancy. Like, th- like this was a recipe for disaster. Like, like they didn't yeah. need to get married. They didn't need to have a fucking wedding. I don't know why they needed to rush this so, so bad. Well, it's not really rushed. It has been three I years. Emily. I don't care. They can be engaged for. Why is this social norm of needing? But if to get you're married? forcing it, I think it's what Emily's saying. It's like if you're forcing it because it's not rushed. You're right. It has been three years, but it seems like they're still trying to cram and force it in, and it's not flowing the way. And it how should. come they can't just say they can't just say, "Look, I know everyone wants us to get married, but we're practically married. We love each other. There's no need for us to rush this wedding. We want to enjoy it." Because I yeah. stop I, rushing us. Yeah. And I if think- Bravo, and if Bravo wants it that bad. Bravo, you all can plan it. Well, that's yeah. what I, what, cause I definitely think that, like, we're not, like, seeing what the behind the production is. Like, I'm sure Bravo's like, here, like, we're ending it with your wedding. And it's like, they have to get it done. And it's like, and it's a part of their job. Like, they have to get it done. And that's, and that's annoying though, because the, it's their job, but they're the ones that have to pay for the majority of it and yeah, also plan right. it. That's bullshit because they also are trying to build a very, very big business. And that's annoying. It's annoying the fuck out of me because I don't, this is what makes me mad at weddings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm, I'm like, a wedding is supposed to be a good time. This looks like, like a miserable time. Yeah, I definitely want to have, I was, okay, for a sidebar, I was so jealous that they got to keep those three cakes, like full <gasps> cakes for the cake tasting. I was like, let's go. Let, let, I wrote, it, it was I lemon buttercream, lemon, funfetti, and vanilla, vanilla berry. berry. Oh. 
that give funfetti. Me, I, give I me will all never, of them. I will never turn down funfetti. Me I neither. Never. I, I mean, I've seen people have cake tastings before, but I didn't realize that they make the cakes that big. I thought they were smaller. I was like, mm. I was like, I oh, like these are were sample cakes, but they literally brought them like, in three. Full that's cakes. like a full cake that I would give someone on their birthday. Like, and I tell you, one of those cakes would have been gone by the end of the night, the way my high ass smokes and enjoys fucking cake. <laughs> and I was and I was stoned watching this. So I was like, let me Same. write down lemon buttercream funfetti. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> the best that part of buttercream. Oh I think I think the best part of probably planning a wedding is getting to do all the tastings. I'm like, yeah, I, I got it. I probably would be like, I probably would lie, but like, I didn't like that. Uh, we need to do a second tasting. Like, they, <laughs> but here's the problem: they are enjoying zero percent of this. Yeah, they are enjoying no, none of this. Yeah, and so that's what's pissing me off because now that's like we're gonna get this wedding that I'm not enjoying. I have not had fun watching any of the planning. The dad looked terrifying. He's like, I'm getting a lot of emails. <laughs> oh yeah, he was, was like, like and, and then they're like, what are you talking about? And the fact that you don't even know about these emails, I was like, <laughs> I was like, run, everyone, just run out of the room. I am terrified of him. The fact that Kyle does not rip Amanda new assholes every week is crazy to me. That she gets to rip him a new yeah. fucking asshole and she doesn't do anything and you and you know what it is is he can't because it's always going to come back to you cheated on me but that's why you they might drink not too much because he's giving he's giving in way too much do you think the alcohol restrictions are going to lighten up when they get married no they're going to tighten up like this is not going to be a smooth state like those first five years you know how they say like the first five mar- years of marriage are like is typically when you succeed or don't succeed. Isn't that how long Schwartz and uh, uh, Katie were together? Pretty much. Married? Oh. I think it was about that time for actually, yeah. even though technically, legally, they've probably only been married for two years because they remember they, ne- they lost the papers and they never filed it when they initially got married. Oh, well, that doesn't right. count. Yeah. But no. But they yeah, did- no, I think because they got, they got married in season seven. No, I'm sorry. They got married in season five? I want to say I had season five. Year. They got married in season five. Season five. And we just finished season nine. Yeah. So that timeline seems about right. Okay. Yeah. We're tra- that tracks. That but tracks. The thing is, it's like, girl, if this is how you're going to be in the relationship where you, like Kyle's expressing to you the things that he needs you to work on. She never hears him. She no, never she never does. Him. And he, he does try to like, yes, he does make choices and be like this is what i'm going and want to do this weekend but he at least takes in what she's saying about him and internalizes it she takes what he's saying to her as bullshit and i feel like that is so unfair and that's going to grow very tired for someone at kyle's age he 37 pushing 40 like he's and the bummer now is that he is he makes such great when he makes a mistake it's so big yeah. That it then trumps all the other things that he was been he's been trying to communicate. I like get Kyle though. Like even when he has this like crazy outburst, like I understand where it's coming from because he's just surrounded by people who don't hold Amanda accountable. So like he's like, I'm I'm with her all the time. She is she has a lot of other things that she needs to work on, and no one is telling her that. I don't hear anybody ever telling Amanda. Maybe Stop work on this. Stop nagging. Maybe help Kyle more with this and that. Like mm, you're right. Like, we have not seen one no, scene. No one, one. No one. Scene. It's, it's one. always wow, like how, not it, one. Not one. It's always like I can't even see how she lives with Kyle. Like I wouldn't want to wow. live with that. Like and it's just like 
it's depleting after a while. It's like he does work really hard. Like, see, like I know he, Sarah didn't say this in front of Kyle, but it's like to tell to say that Amanda is Loverboy is fucked up to me because yeah. Kyle works really fucking hard on that. I feel like Amanda probably puts right? 10% of the effort that Kyle puts into that business. Yeah, it's, like I, it's a fraction. It's that a really, fraction. and like, I don't want to take away what Amanda does, but doing social media and making merch is not the same as all the deals he's making and all the emails he's fielding and all. That's you have to be on twenty four seven because you're getting an email at six noon, ten p.m. and your brain has to be functioning. And these for are that. deals. These are like big. These are okay. Now we're gonna have. We're, they're they're gonna have the prom theme as their final party that's a brilliant idea brilliant Love so it. cute um andrea asks Paige to be his date and i said oh um i found that interesting too well um luke's date for prom slid into his dms and so ladies there's hope um which, <laughs> i thought about that too i was like, like i feel like he was just the gay. amount he, he said that and the amount of women that, that dm'd him mm-hmm. that like, like last he, night he knew what he was doing when he said that he knew what he was doing he's like i want even more dms i want to let, let people know i'm open i read he's like i read every one of them but then Lindsay and carl it's... when he when they put i was so happy when they got paired together because for a second there i was like are they going to try to pair him with Sierra? Because I you know they try to do that in the beginning of the season. I was like, I don't want to do that. Please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Don't even. Yep. Um, also, Paige gone to 12 proms and one of them, she was prom queen. I'm and she like, didn't even go to that school. I'm that's, like, that's so Paige. So Paige. Not surprised. She flourishes in that position and, of and like no, and a prom queen per- power. Exactly. A normal person when they say, yeah, I've been to like 12 proms. She no, she's been to twelve proms. Like when they had all of the photos, I was like, she's been to twelve proms. <laughs> she's been to twelve proms. Um, they go. The uh, the girls are like, uh, isn't Craig going to be a little concerned about Andrea asking you to prom? And she says, um, further proof that this relationship is built on a very dysfunctional footing. She's like, well, I'll just tell him that Craig and I are exclusively hooking up with each other now. And then she says. By the way, how Southern Charm is her confessional outfit. She's got her like pink headband and her like little cute summer dress. Oh, like, yeah, that is so true. Very Southern Charm. It is giving Southern Charm. And she's like, Craig texts me and it's like, I don't want to hook up with anyone else. How do you feel about that? Um, but so like we're technically not boyfriend and girlfriend yet, but like if you do the math and like carry the one, like we're boyfriend, girlfriend, like Jesus Christ, you guys. Um, if anybody else was saying the things that were coming out of Paige's mouth, I would be like, you're so delusional. But for some reason, she says it with this, this authority. How did she do that? Because I feel like we know that she is self-aware enough to know that like, this is stupid, you know, at the same time. Because that's why she's grinning through the whole fucking time. Because she knows what she's saying is so dumb and petty. Yes. Cause I'm like, I would normally be like, girl, you're so delusional. But she's just, you're right. But she she has the awareness. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's like, girl, we know, you know, cause she's like laughing at herself. Yeah. She's like, guys, I know I sound dumb as hell, but let me be dumb as hell right now. <laughs> okay. My man. Okay. So in this next part, I'm going to read, I'm going to read it like a play. So let me get through like the dialogue and like, I'm going to take us to the point where, um, they do the initial walk off where like Amanda's going to walk off and Kyle will walk off. So I'll get to that point and then we can discuss mm-hmm. because yes. this was like this. This is truly theater. 
and everyone the whole came, table the whole table the whole it's table. it read like like a play like everyone came with like their own intentions <laughs> and like their so own true. their own motivations and like so Kyle has come he's Kyle is fresh off the floor is canceling and he's been frantically like in the car his face he's frantically texting while the rest of them are like I'm wearing a dress to prom I'm wearing a like a suit to prom and he's like <sighs> like so he has that energy so they get to the table, Amanda, right off the top. She sees what Kyle has just finished the martini. And she goes, you haven't eaten all day. Everyone else is still and really loud. The whole table can absolutely hear this. Everyone is still drinking theirs. You're already done. Give it a moment. Give it a moment. And Kyle is like, okay, wow. And so Luke with no judgment, Luke genuinely means this. He says to Lindsay, he says, hey, the guy's already told me a little bit of this. Uh, apparently, there was a little drama with your your guy last week. Paige joins in, seemingly in a nice way. Not with judgment, but Kyle, he senses danger. So he, <laughs> he says, I feel like you're in the hot seat. And Lindsay, without missing a beat, she goes, I can handle it. I feel like I'm walking on coal and I love it. Makes zero fucking sense, but I love it. Okay, that's fine. Kyle now is so drunk and hot. He's confused and kind of forgets that he was originally going in to save Lindsay when he said that. But now he feels like he's being defensive because he feels like Lindsay got like mad at him. So he's like, we just want to make sure you're good because you dive in after a week of knowing somebody. And then Amanda says, do you think when you dive in, it scares people away? Lindsay. <sighs> Lindsay says. The right person won't get scared away. And Danielle mm. chi Danielle chimes in. Hot hub summer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lindsay, it's so weird that it gets twisted when I'm having the best summer of my life. <laughs> Kyle, Lindsay, you had a miscarriage. I was like, Jesus. Maya, I would not bring that up here. So fucking dumb, Kyle says. Amanda, no, not everyone is fucking dumb. Stop saying stupid fucking shit. Lindsay, can everyone just like chill? <laughs> Carl, it's really easy, guys. We can just like change the topic. <laughs> Amanda to Kyle, just be nice. Just be polite and kind. Kyle says to Amanda, I'm more polite and kind than you are. You're <laughs> living in your like, like happy little bubble. And okay, she's like, yeah, it's really nice over here. Uh, doesn't seem like it. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay calls out the fact that no one calls out Luke for hooking up with a handful of girls this summer okay Paige Paige looks over uh, no I'm sorry Carl then says hey yeah because Carl wants to change the subject more than anything Carl goes yeah Luke uh, tell us about Nicole as soon as Luke starts to talk about Nicole Literally everyone starts having separate conversations. So Luke's like, hey, oh yeah, thanks for asking, Carl. So Nicole and I started dating and Paige looks to Lindsay and goes, yeah, you're right. There is a double standard. And Sierra looks to Maya and goes, I think I'm going to have the salad. And then, <laughs> and then Amanda says to Kyle, you're being an asshole. I need to go to the bathroom. I can't, I can't be here. And Kyle is getting more and more upset as he realizes no one is listening to Luke. And he's like, wow, there's like 13 fucking conversations going on. And he's like, will anybody fucking listen? And he slams the table. Amanda oh. walks off. And Paige goes, you don't have to be the dictator at the dinner table. 
And Kyle says, oh, yeah, call me the dictator at the dinner table. She goes, the dictator at the dinner table. And he goes, are you fucking kidding me? And then he walks off. Tell me that is not theater. That the is re- absolutely the- Emily, theater. And I'm please, like, bravo. Can, can we take a moment for the retelling? Oh, <laughs> you're, table one, you're, you're a one-man show. <laughs> Thank you for letting me do that. I, 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 I was, was watching this like, I need to pause this and get what no, is we, happening. Emily, I know you don't really post. Uh, you're recording this, so you have it. Please just post a snid bit <laughs> of you retelling that story. Because, guys, oh, he was like, I I felt like I was watching a dinner show. I'm just sitting here eating my Swedish fish at 1044 a.m. Like, keep going. It was painted out so well for me. I rewatched the show in my head. Like, I was like, she didn't miss a beat. I was like, were you up all night preparing for that? Did you have rehearsals? Was it a like what happened because that was good girl take that show on the road i i think that once this i couldn't understand how it escalated the way it did so i had to keep rewinding and pausing being like oh and then luke is trying to talk oh that's what pissed him off because i couldn't really get why Luke was mad at one point. He's like, guys, I've been trying to talk for like 45 seconds. Because no one... He literally him. said 45 yeah. seconds. Everybody's, yeah. Everybody's having side conversations because, Luke, your relationship isn't real. But like, also, no one cares. Like, don't ask me a question and then all of y'all just ignore I know. My I mean, it was rude picture. as fuck, but it Ka- was Carl, Carl and Kyle were the only people that wanted to actually hear him talk. They were like, uh-huh, uh, speak up. <laughs> uh-huh, because the girls literally don't give a shit about they- <laughs> they, they all none of them the only the only girl in the house that actually oh no two two now it only used to be one the only two girls in the house that actually like luke now is Lindsay, who she always liked luke and amanda now because kyle is so close to luke and she's like done being in that hannah bubble i feel like sierra's like repulsed by luke which i find so weird I, that, I, I don't, i'm show. not even gonna go down that road because it really pisses me off with that because like have a little fucking respect, respect. for the person who brought you on the fucking who gave you show. a job yeah like have a little fucking more respect for him it's like, really really annoying i'm not it's saying cool. that you have to date that man but ha- or you be have, his best friend but, but like, you have zero respect for him when he you don't speaks, engage he, she turns her back on him she doesn't she gets she rolls her eyes at him and it's just so like i need to know what he really fucking did yeah to make you same. so angry at him because she literally if won't even engage with him unless it's literally a if it's setting. the hannah thing you're full of shit you really are? Yeah. Agreed. I'm so yeah. done with that. So I'm actually surprised when they go off, when Amanda's crying to Sierra, I was surprised she's actually talking about how she feels bad about like Lindsay feeling ganged up on and the florist thing. She's not even talking about Kyle. Granted, I'm sure she talked in the beginning about Kyle, but she was yeah. like, I just don't want Lindsay to feel ganged up on. I'm like, oh, okay. She really yeah. loves Lindsay. Yeah, I, I really, I really had like as much as like we were just like on Amanda for the whole Kyle thing. Like, I think that she's grown a lot once she kind of took herself out of that toxic. Like again, I'm not blaming everything on Hannah, but that mm-hmm. Hannah situation where it was like the trifecta, like at that time, and they were just like feeding into their toxicity. Yep. And, and I feel like once she Hannah kind of turned on her. She was like, hey, I don't like how that feels. And then, like, started looking at, like, is this what we're doing to other people? Mm -hmm. I can see that. I can Mm -hmm. see that for sure. 
Um, okay, they reconvene. Okay, Kyle sort of like is able to kind of get it together. And so he then confesses. He's like, guys, I've got this lawsuit. I don't even know what the lawsuit is. I need to look into it. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And he's like, it's a lot of money in legal fees. And this is so true. Like when you start a big business like that, this is kind of this is the shit that happens. I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised. Especially a big brand that he's trying to launch. It it could be even it could be something to do with his font for Loverboy. Exactly. It could be anything. It could be like, oh, someone says that that's their recipe or something. You know, Amanda don't know what the lawsuit is. which. And four million dollars in debt. Ooh, that gave me like a heart pump. Expanding into eight states, like these are big, big, Mm -hmm. big things. And then Sierra's over there saying, "You are lover boy," and I'm like, Amanda looks like she has no idea what he's even talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But then Amanda, so he, but he has to, he's calm-ish. He's clearly trying to, he's just trying to explain to them why this is so stressful because he's like, and on top of that, our florist just canceled literally three weeks before so i'm under a lot of stress amanda then decides because she's drunk yeah she goes it would be okay except you get mad at us for doing the same goddamn fucking thing that you do (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry like i like because the thing is kyle did try to pull it together and like re mm-hmm. like redir- like like <laughs> revamp the energy because he, he i think he was like you know i did come in hot he listened to carl and um well he also yelled you had a miscarriage Lindsay." and i was like whoa whoa, whoa. i know that that was I, like I, that was the way Lindsay handled that i that was she she went, let's been try like- to not scream that i know <laughs> Lindsay. Lindsay honestly she she is so good at them all whenever Dude. they when they come she might her. have unpacked that miscarriage honestly with her therapist because that that's too triggering to not react i'm right. sorry well the thing is but Lindsay is actually fairly good at whenever people are like saying really terrible things to her i.e sierra that two two weekends ago she just like she'll just shut she'll just sit there she's like i think okay. she mental notes it and she's, she's like, like okay that's one little. So snack. that's why when Amanda's like, you do the same goddamn fucking thing. He's like, all right. And it's like a he like has a slow build. Amazing explosion. He's like, all right. Well, everyone's worrying about their fucking prom outfit when I'm dealing with a little more problems. I was like, Holy shit. I felt it coming. I was like, Amanda. That espresso martini kicked in. He was yeah. trying to like keep it down. <laughs> Guys, don't have more than one martini. They make you argue. Yeah, and it's, you could be the nicest person, and if you have more than one martini, you're fighting somebody. Speak for yourself, babes. <laughs> <laughs> so he he runs off. Danielle, when Danielle tries to stop him, I'm like, no, let him let him go. He should go. Like he should absolutely yep. go. Like she was actually security. She jumped in front of him like the whole. She was like, <laughs> yeah. She, I was like, bulldozed through her. Yeah, I was like. No, let him Kyle, go. Kyle went through her like a running back. Like, yeah. the, the way he gracefully went through her, because I'm surprised she did not get knocked down. Me too, because she had heels on. I was like, careful, careful. <laughs> she braced herself. She already knew. Yeah. Also, let's talk about Paige being hypocritical and fake as fuck with a little comment talking about. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about too. Turning to Lindsay talking about it is kind of a double standard that Luke gets to do this and you're doing the same thing. It's like, bitch, haven't you been um, slut shaming her this whole season? And I think like, I I think we saw this on social media. I don't know. Did we talk about this last week or we talked about, I talked about it at some point, but like Lindsay was on uh, some other, she was getting interviewed and she was like, I had no idea 
that Paige was talking as much shit about me as she was until I watched it back because we had a lot of amazing conversations in in the house. So it just really like took me aback to see how much she was really like talking about me that whole time. That, that broke, my, that broke my heart. That would take me back. Because it's like, and, and it, those are the moments that she's talking about. Because Paige acts like she'll have a good conversation with Lindsay, no problem. But then it's like, she can't, it's like, she's like, she's like one of those people like in grade school where she's like really popular, but she does like you. And so she's like, we can be friends, but only secret friends. No one else can know. Ooh. But the, it's like, Ooh, I feel that gave like me she's chills. just getting into, she's just becoming a little bit of a confessional thug because it's really, I really don't feel like she, like we said, we did say this on the podcast, like when, when she was slut shaming, cause we were like, at least I said, I was like, I don't think she truly feels like that. She's just throwing out these bitchy ass comments and because because the sound bites like yeah like you yes. start to get you start to become like understand a- how they sound bite you and how they put those audio clips in your interview so i think that's what she's playing the game in that form and it's just not fair to Lindsay. and how can you receive that and think something's genuine but i feel like she does truly like Lindsay. i feel like she's just being a confessional gangster yeah, but I, I think I think she does like Lindsay, but I think that she, but she enjoys the cattiness of her other. She likes Sierra, she enjoys the sound bites. But I don't know. I think that she actually Sierra doesn't like Lindsay. Craig doesn't really like Lindsay, and I think that she likes those people more. And she's just like, I mean, she. I just think that she'll well, never be. I think she'll never be able to be Lindsay's friend fully because of the, all of her other I don't relationships. Think she, I don't think Craig doesn't like Lindsay because we've heard this on multiple times that they do have a French. They do have a long history of friendship. So I don't think Craig doesn't not like Lindsay. Cause like, yeah, they, I, I don't think Lindsay, Craig likes Lindsay. They said that they've been friends for like you, the past okay. four years. Or no, so. Lin, but Lindsay, you know how, Lindsay, like, Lindsay said that, but Craig, okay. but, but you Craig, know, how, like, you know how, like you have like, like party friends that yeah. like you have like a group of party friends and mm-hmm. like Lindsay and I'm, this is just me completely making this up, but you know how like Lindsay could be that friend that's like annoying to Craig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. he puts up with her cause like she's around, but he's like, Oh my God, Lindsay's so annoying. Lindsay's invited yeah. again. Yeah. Exactly. I can it's, understand that. Yeah. It's like he tolerates Lindsay and I just, I like, it's not that I, I'm not saying that he like hates Lindsay, but I don't, I think that he, he said it to her face. They're the biggest, lo- Lindsay, the biggest loser in the world. Like she's like, they're not real friends. They're, they're, yeah. they're situational friends. And also the fact that Lindsay calls Austin one of her really good friends when really they were just like, she Fuck was buddies. Yeah. It was like someone she was constantly willing to like be friends with because there was this like chemistry tease, this tease of romance mm-hmm. when you're not really friends, friends. that's not like, a real yeah. platonic foundation Lindsay yeah. throws that word best friend around a all lot. the time all the so, time and like i think that like yes i think that they have a relationship and they hang out and stuff like that but like austin is not well, your she best. dives into the deep end every yeah, time yeah right so. but austin is not your best friend because best friends don't treat you the way that austin treats you the way mm-hmm. Craig treats you, these aren't really good friends. Like, and if you think that that's a good friend, you need to really reevaluate your definition of a good friend. No, and they also, don't, they don't imagine, do that. Imagine like how annoying it's been for Craig throughout the years when Lindsay does come around being like, he's my friend. And it's really just this like, Kind mm-hmm. of like ambiguous, weird dynamic he's that like, he's been I've forced. never invited you nowhere. But and Curtis, and Curtis, it reminds me of what someone told you once, and I won't name names. They're like, we're best friends. And you're like, we're not best friends. And I don't know, I know how exactly you- who you're talking about. I'm like, where'd you, how'd we get there? Curtis was how'd like, he's so from? taken aback by it. And I was like, some people, 
it's interesting because some people feel like you're they're closer to you than you might feel. And it's just not like so. And so the friends that are are forced to deal with that dynamic, it's uncomfortable for them. True. Yeah, I can. Yes. And yes. I and I wouldn't be surprised if Austin was talking so much shit about Lindsay throughout the years. Like, I'm sure oh my he God. like Lindsay's so he, fucking annoying. She keeps hitting me up. You know how it is. But like, I feel like that's his M.O. with just oh, like 100. his women in general. Like he gets with them then talks about them. But we see this play out with Madison, like talk so much shit about her. But yet every scene that he was with her just begging to like fucking be with her i know he's very but we saw it we all saw it uh the whole austin situation he's very good at saying one thing to one person and yep. then saying another to the other so i i can understand why Lindsay felt closer to austin than maybe the actual situation mm-hmm. was so i'm not even gonna fault her for that but like craig i i think that it's a they, if they if they weren't on Bravo and they didn't have mutual friends, he would not be hitting Lindsay up like, what's up, girl? What you doing? And like, right. think about it. Lindsay gets like so angry sometimes. So imagine like if you're like if Lindsay's going to come out with you one night and like you say the wrong thing and she's like, no, eh, it gets all activated. It's like, oh, my fucking God. Like, why what do, do you put up mean with how I'm doing today? Yeah. <laughs> like because she goes there. And so, she like, does. I'm sure there's been plenty of nights where they're like, Lindsay's going to come out and he's like, OK, cool. And then she gets activated and pissed off at something and like, you know, doesn't apologize the next day for ruining their night. I'm sure Craig does the same shit. Yeah. But I'm yeah. sure it's not been like the best of friends. It's more common with Lindsay, I'm sure, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's been not the he's probably not had the best time with Lindsay throughout the years. And so he is more than happy to take crazy, but, quote unquote, crazy Lindsay down. But that's again to get back to that point, to get back to like the page point, like I that because she is in this relationship with Craig and she is really close to Sierra. I don't know that she would ever be able to get to that place with Lindsay right now. Um, into Unless like she a, moves like a, to Southern Charm and kind of like cuts I, off, not cuts off the relationship, but isn't as much around Sierra, where she probably is going to be more. But I think like it's still. But I still think. But I still think Craig. Like they, they have like. I, I just don't think it's in the cards for them at the, this time. Yeah, at this time, I can. See that. <laughs> All right, guys, we've officially recorded for three hours. I, I, we tried. <laughs> I'm going to make y'all, I'm going to make you all, I'm going to make you all edit this shit now. (laughs) Tell everybody where you want them to find you, where you want them to go, what you want them to do. I want you to find me at at PJV, could look like PATV, Emily will link it. And um, again, plug in my friends, Hella Awkward Card, conversation starter game. It's fun to do at parties or in your living room when you're bored. (laughs) Hey now. All right, y'all. So, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to merge that. I didn't know how to segue into that. So. <laughs> and kicking it off to Curtis. <laughs> yeah, we, we should come up with a whole like, routine. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. Uh, we're not going to be doing hey now. <laughs> okay, so if you... <laughs> Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, my name is 
My at name is Curtis Reed. That's Curtis with two S's, period, Reed, R-E-E-D. And also, if you are in a situation where you need to sell your home fast for cash, whether that be because you owe taxes, you're almost in a pre-foreclosure or anything like that, and you need to sell quickly, you can go to my website, quickassignllc.com. Woo! All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, could you do a little rate and review? Maybe even subscribe? All of the above? If not, hey, I get it. No pressure. I'm also on Buy Me a Coffee. Buy Me a Coffee is a great way for content creators to get some monetary support from their followers. And it's just very easy. Buymeacoffee.com slash She Speaks Bravo. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And of course, if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Not going to lie. I just post the exact same stuff on both platforms. So no need to follow both. But um, love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.